to Commander Cast, episode 494. We are weekly source for community strategy and technology. Host on our home site, commandercast.com. My name is Mark. And I'm Adam. Adam, again, I've said it many times before, I love me a palindrome episode. A good old yeah. symmetry. Yeah. Some 494 in there. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, which I guess is good because we're talking about two sides of a, a incredibly stacked Dominaria set. So... Sure. I don't. People, we try to fit all this in one episode, but that would just be like a five-hour episode. So yeah, there, there's just too many things. So we, we kind of broke it up in uh, funky little ways today. Um, we will talk about some multicolored Dominaria Commander Commanders because we only talked about the monocolored Dominaria Commander Commanders last time. Um, note that we have to like get even more specific most times because again there's so many there's so many uh in strategy we'll talk about the legends reborn or at least the legends reborn that we hadn't talked about beforehand and then finally in technology we'll talk about some of them cycles in dominaria united note dominaria united og regular set not dominaria united commander 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 if if someone says the word set booster right now, I think I my head might explode. Yeah, I might have an aneurysm. I don't even know. I don't. It also came to came to my mind, or I don't know, popped up somewhere on the internet that uh, most of the monocolor commanders we talked about last time, I think, are just are in some kind of weird alternate set booster something. Like I oh think god, no. Like, like why? Like what are what just are we doing? Stop. Yeah. You know, like why? Why would we do that? Yeah, set booster exclusives. So what they're yeah. uh, like, Emperor Mihail, etc. Most of those guys are, are that. I don't even know what that means. Like it's a commander set. Oh no! I literally like I. To me, at this point, I'm not even going to try to figure it out. It's going to be literally. Well, can I buy a single of it? Great. <laughs> like I don't. I don't understand. Like at this point. I, even more so than normal, I'm just thankful for online retailers. Like, yeah. please, TCG player, just let me buy the card. I don't, I don't know where it came from. Right. I want you to repackage it and send it to me in a small envelope. Yep, that's, that's exactly all. Exactly that. I just, I, I don't know. Like, can you imagine explaining this to yourself ten years ago? Like, hey. Oh no, no. What? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's what was it? It was the the first thing that was like special boosters that were like norm more than normal price was like the modern masters right yes like i think so the price of everything else mm-hmm. and you're like like that was already enough and then like i know that with some sets i don't remember which sets what time spiral or something they packaged like old cards that they found in some of the regular packs that's cute and then like pharaohs had like god packs every now and then and things. so like yeah there were there were some cute ideas but like where we've gotten to now no i'm confused yeah, you'd imagine like, oh, the, the, we open this can, this Pandora's box of Commander precon sets, and this is the madness that has squirted forth. Yeah. So, anyway, just just saying, if anyone has a time machine. Um, also, th- there might other be other priorities for your time machine travels, but whatever. That one's that like put that on a periphery list somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, well, ladies and gents. Keep up with the conversation on the Facebook and the Twitters. Stick with us through Dumb Interstitial and come back in community with the new multicolored Dominari United Commander Commanders. God damn, that's just a mouthful. Fuck. 
All right, sir. Interstitial numero uno. Yeah. Adam, uh, what what fantasy product would you like to talk about first? Uh, I'll be honest. The one of those that I've been uh, the most interested in checking out is the Rings of Power. I I figured I was uh, I was all stoked about that. Um, it was pretty good. You know, I just only watched episode one. Uh, Amazon. I would like to send a special fuck you. Um, because I think it was like Thursday when it came out. I was like actually pretty jazzed. Uh, uh they came out. It was like my first day with the kids, you know, school started. So I was like kind of tired oh, right. yeah, and whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I got like rings of power to look forward to tonight though. Like this, you know, I'm kind of tired, but I'll stay up and watch that. Um, so I got home and I had like an hour free because the kid was, I don't know, doing something whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I got this perfect time. So I go turn on Amazon. Oh no, no, no. Amazon's like, you got to wait till tonight. I mean, I know it comes today, but you got to wait. It till came tonight. out a certain time. A certain time, and I'm like, "Oh, that's some like Amazon." No, like double middle fingers. Like, n- no, I agree with you. That's ridiculous. Like, I I don't even <laughs> like the day release. Like, I I prefer the Netflix. Like, here you can binge dump. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind the like release, but like release on that day, man. Like, I've got it's already streaming anyway. Let's not pretend this is not primetime viewing. So I know you have Prime in the name Amazon, but it's not it's not the same thing. Um, anyway, the actual show was pretty good. I mean, I, I only saw episode one so far. Um, they made a big deal. They kind of like structured it around Galadriel, and like time frame setting. It is set like I'm also in the middle of reading the Silmarillion, so this is horribly nerdy. Um, I believe it is set just after like the sundering of the world and they've already right, right. Morgoth and, and whatever. So the, you know, the elves are still hanging out, but it's that time right after they've conquered Morgoth and Galadriel's like still obsessed with finding Sauron and she finds like little hints here and there, you know, they drop little hints about whatever, but you know, she hasn't found him yet. Right. Which I don't think she was doing anyway, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like, all, all that, like, consistency with the Silmarillion, like, doesn't really matter to me. I, I mean, I try make, to not make it matter to me. I think they got the, the interesting parts, right? They did a little recap, and they had, like, you know, the, the trees of uh, Valinor and whatever mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. They, they, you know, they had enough little neat stuff in there. So, um, you know, the, the only two characters that anyone would remember from Lord of the Rings is Elrond and Galadriel. But, you right. know. Right. It had, is my least favorite part of the Silmarillion, though. With what part? Like just when you get into nothing but the elf stories. Like ah, they drag I, I like bit. the world building stuff more. I like I like the world building stuff. I like um I like the Baron and Luthien stuff. I like Feanor and the Silmarils. Like that was yeah, pretty good for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I picked up uh the fall of Gondolin at one point because I like that idea of like Turgon making this like hidden city and then the hidden city gets sacked by Balrogs and shit. Like that's right. cool. Um, there are like little bits here and there, but there are times you could probably tune out, man. You know, when like, right. you know, Beor begot Huor and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, ooh, like we're getting like Old Testament on it now. Like I don't need like the lines of kings. Uh, I mean, I kind of like the lines of kings part. I didn't like, yeah, I like the lines of the gods I like, but. I mean, yeah, because they're gods. <laughs> like, yeah, but the yeah. but the actual like like lineages of the elves was a bit much. Yeah, yeah, that that stuff gets a bit much. I like the fall of Numenor as a as a story, uh, and mm. probably not not coincidentally, the fall of Numenor is going to come out mm, probably like November. I would assume okay. by the time this this wraps up, um, like that is a cool story. You know, them getting enmeshed in, in that whatever. 
Um, and the other, like, the the episode wrapped up on a suitable cliffhanger, so it was kind of neat. Um, they had some had some like far ranging elves, you know, were like investigating weird, like mysterious animals getting sick and that kind of crap. Right. Um, and then they had hobbits, which was funky. So yeah. I'm like, okay, like I guess you gotta bring those in, right? I'm like, they they were inoffensive. Like the the characters were kind of neat. It was it was neat. They kind of like de-aged Hobbit civilization, if that makes sense. You know, like the Hobbits were essentially like I don't know, 18th century English people, right? Right. You know, they had their, their little huts and whatever. They had they had horses and carts and and stuff and like the idealized like Tolkien life. Um, so if you imagine that, but like you de-age that civilization back to like the dark ages, you know, right? minus like the crazy Christianity and the inquisitions and whatever, you know, like people, people's hair is all like ratty and weird and they, you know, they have clothes, but the clothes are mostly kind of like rags or animal furs or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it looked authentic in that way. And like, all I got to say is, oh my God, did they spend some money on this? Like it's oh, a gorgeous I'm- show. They spent like all the money on that the cgi is great everything else is great i mean right. it's neat so far i don't i don't i mean i wasn't like blown away by it my wife like fell asleep <laughs> halfway nice. through you know she was she was good in that she was just like all right well it's some nerdy lord of the Rings stuff okay fine so right she was in in that like you need to know nothing about the lord of the rings to be able to well, i mean on. that i think is yeah. important for you like it is you yeah. can just watch the story and not have to worry about all that right it so it got a little it got a little like i had silmarillion-esque in that like okay we gotta do some backstory we gotta do some other right, stuff right. whatever but like it was a neat intro to a show that i am i hopeful for i'll put it that way so yeah yeah um and that was it rings of power you know, hopefully when Amazon drops the next few episodes, they won't be at like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night on the, the specific day. Cause just F off Amazon. Don't do that. Right. <sighs> mm, community. In community this week, ladies and gents. Hey, cardboard. <laughs> All the cardboard. So much cardboard. Except if you're on Arena, but we don't care about Arena. So. No. Does it, it Adam, side topic, does it does it bother you at all that they get fancy, weird, different editions on Arena through that alchemy stuff? Uh the the actual the fact that they get some different cards kind of annoys me sometimes because some of the cards that they've gotten are kind of cool cards. Mm-hmm. Uh Different editions of cards? No, God, no, I don't care. It, it only bothers me sometimes when I'm searching for a card, like, a, out of a new set. And oh, it, yeah. It's slightly different, and, and I'm like, oh, crap, I need to I need to adjust my, you know, scryfall syntax to get right, rid of these right. alchemy craps, because I'm like, oh, that's not what that card does. And I'm like, oh, not in paper, that's not what that card does. Right. I get you. Anyway, uh, ladies and gents, we're going to talk about the other half of the Dominari United Commander Commanders. Or maybe this is like one half of one half, because it's going to be the new Dominar United Commander Commanders that are multicolored. Again, we're like we're like bisecting the pie. Very yeah. Very I was going to say like like there were so many words to describe that. Like, 
Like you, you didn't say anything inaccurate. It was just it was so. There's, there's it, a lot. It was like the search terms. You're, you're just. It like, is. Okay. It's just a lot. It's it's not unlike watching the first episode of Rings of Power. You have to get through a lot of stuff. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's Morgoth. That's where these guys are from. Okay, all right, I get the, I get a thing. So, anyway, I guess it's the Lord of the Rings transition because we're going to talk about a big ass dragon. Uh, Bladewing Deathless Tyrant is the first one. He's a dragon skeleton. It's pretty dope. Uh, he's five colorless, a black, and a red. He's got flying and haste for a 6-6. Six, six. I mean, I guess I like that so far, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, So, and like we've got versions of Bladewing before, right? So, yes. yeah, this is not a Legends Reborn, which is why he's in this category, because Bladewing's not a legend, but he's a neat little dragon. So anyway, he's got flying and haste, 6-6. Six, six. Whenever Bladewing, a deathless tyrant, deals combat damage to a player, a planeswalker for each creature card in your graveyard, create a 2-2 black zombie knight. Creature token with menace. Hmm. That's pretty powerful. This to me is, I mean, it's good, but it costs seven. And so, like, I mean, this is never going to be your commander. Like, don't run this as a commander. Like, yeah, he, I, 99 at Like, 99 in, a, in one of those, uh, like, Rakdos Chainer decks where you've got a bunch of crap in your yeah, graveyard. Yeah, I was. I was absolutely about to say, like, in some kind of, like, reanimation deck, right? Because, like, if you can kind of cheat this in, it does have haste, so you can probably get the zombies off of it, like, that turn, potentially. Like, like I like it, but it's not, like, it's not particularly exciting to me. Yeah, I like it. It's not super exciting. It might be, like, a role player in the 99, and there's, like, no way I'm putting this in the command zone. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All those things. Yeah. Uh, next one. Next one, Boros. Oh, oh boy. Cadric <laughs> uh, Soul Kindler is uh, two, a red and a white for a 4-3 dwarf wizard. It says, the legend rule doesn't apply to tokens you control. All right. Starting off weird. Got it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then whenever another non-token legendary permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do create a token that's a copy of it, that token gains haste and sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Adam, on a slightly related topic. Yeah, okay. Because I I heard this came this came up in some weird like listicle article recently and uh Rosewater has talked about this before. As a topic for the show, do you think like we need the legend rule anymore? Like what if we just got rid of the legend rule? Because we've got so many other different ways to get rid of the legend rule now or get around the legend rule. Like, is it important that we can't have more copies of things? I mean, in Commander specifically, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, because you're just talking about clone effects at that point because you can't have more than one copy of a card. Right, but now there's so many different ones like, oh, you know, if you make a copy of this, the copy's not legendary or whatever. Yes, exactly. Or Sakashima, whatever. I don't think it's relevant for our format and so then i guess as long as they balance the legends that are in other formats then it should be fine i guess i don't know let me know in the comments folks if you think that's a, a worthy of, of talking about it might just be the conversation we just had but anyway um cadric right. soul kindler looks interesting i don't know what i'm gonna do in boros with that though yeah i mean i guess you're just looking for a whole bunch of ETB or like battle effects because it does or combat effects rather mm-hmm. but like ETB could be good if you um, 
like if you used your stone cloakers and things like that, like ways to bounce things back to your hand and then kept getting copies of them and then attacking, like Yeah. That's and interesting. And you yeah. go like perforosi kind of like, you know. Oh, okay. I, I get what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Um let me see. Felden usually relies on ETBs, right? Because he's bringing crap from the graveyard. So this could be like yeah. a, a Borosi version of Felden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you just think about that as like abusing ETBs. And like you could get some really cool ones, um, you know, out of white too. So Yeah, I think there's definitely a deck to be built here. I don't I don't think it's like super impressive or interesting or anything, but like yeah, I mean there's there's probably a deck in there. And it's a new thing in Boros. It is, so, yes. So, you know what? Props to them. They did a new thing in Boros that doesn't suck, and it looks like it could be kind of fun. There so, you go. There you go. Look at look at you, Watsy. That is, yes, faint praise. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know, you get it where you got it, you know, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. Next one. Did we not have a Dahada before? We must have had We had a Dahada before, but it was different i think it was in um grixis colors okay so i guess we gotta talk about this one now so dahada binder of wills is one colorless and mardu so one colorless red white and a black legendary planeswalker dahada comes in with five loyalty that's not bad just on its face four mana five loyalty yeah uh, it's plus two is up to one target legendary creature gains vigilance life link and indestructible until your next turn okay uh, it's yeah. minus three is reveal the top four cards of your library, put any number of legendary cards from among them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard, create a treasure token for each card put into your graveyard this way. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That, that yeah, that potentially that could be good. Three, like that's not, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, you feel figure like you're probably going to get a land in the top four somewhere. So you get at least one token, right? Yeah. That's not, that's not bad. Uh, and then uh, minus 11, gain control of all non-land permits until end of turn. Untap them, they gain haste until end of turn. Dahada, Binder of Wills can be your commander. So my my problem with this card is that it reminds me of a lot of the old Planeswalkers. Mm. Um, in that, yeah, this the the ultimate seems good and everything else is very meh. I mean, I like the minus three. But I, I mean, but enough have... to play it because the minus three. If you roll the minus three, you're never getting the the minus eleven. Yeah, I know that's so the, like that's it's the... a trade off. Like you're either using it for one or the other. Yeah, I mean it's only for one turn to get all non-land permanents, but it's all like that's a crazy amount of non-land permanents. Yeah, um, and the minus the plus two is just so. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe. Yeah, it, I don't it, like this card personally. Like, and I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job with planeswalkers recently but i don't think that this is a good job i mean like jeremy in the comments talks every once in a while about his mardu knights deck which i'm like oh that's kind of cool so if you gave you know some of the legendaries in there vigilance life and indestructible that's neat would i pay four to give a temporary buff to one legendary creature every turn For a legendary creature not just your knights like you gotta have right a legendary yeah, yeah. you gotta have yeah. like your commanders out and you're doing that right so right um, I mean, I guess I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. This isn't worth a slot for me. You could play this in Edgar Markov. I mean, you could do a lot of things with it, but it <laughs> doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. 
don't know right now. So I don't know. Yeah. Dahada, we we tried, man, but I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna happen. No. Uh next one. Uh next one is Jared Carthalian. Mm. Uh so Jared is a Wooberg for a five loyalty planeswalker. And it has plus one. Create a three-three Kavu creature token with trample. That's all colors. Kavus, they say. It's nice, yeah. Because that's what we needed a callback to. I mean, I guess like maybe it's we didn't cute. have Kavu tokens, and then, like that was why. I, I I like Kavu tokens more than Badger tokens. We talked about last week. So that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing. So so for a plus one. So I mean, it costs. It, it's hard to cast, but like for a plus one, like a three three with trample. It's all color. Okay, yeah, seems yeah. good. Yeah, uh, minus three. Choose up to two cre- target creatures. For each of them, put a number of plus one, plus one counters on it equal to the number of colors it is. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and then minus six, return target multicolored card from your graveyard to your hand. If that card was all colors, draw a card and create two treasure tokens. Uh, and this can be your commander. So I don't think it really like works with itself, I guess. Like... There's not like a whole lot of synergy here other than it likes lots of colors. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess like the plus one and the minus three, like you, you basically make an eight, eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fine with trample. Okay. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Uh, It just seems like it's trying to be the Uber five color commander. Like this is five color tribal. Yeah. That's a, hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure, man. Hmm. That's a lot of colors. Like right, you know. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of stuff. They're yeah, not even, easy to play with. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also not eat like I don't know. There's not too many that I really want to play with. Right. right. Just like eh, I don't know. I don't know where this guy goes. So if yeah, you, maybe if you know you got that Corona the False God deck that you got to dust off. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it goes in the the Jensen Carthelian deck. Ooh, see, I was gonna say Reaper King. But yours is better. So, anyway, um, do you think now that we're getting all these colors, they'll finally say like "fuck it, coalition victory"? You can you can be unbanned. Huh? Maybe. No, I think that they think it's too powerful. <laughs> so this is just giving it more more justification to not ban. To not no, unban. all right. Well, we're going in the wrong direction on that one. That one's silly. Yeah. That one's just silly. All right, next one. Another Carthalian. Everyone's a Carthalian. Jensen Carthalian, Druid Exile. He's a green and a white. Legendary creature, human druid. He's a 2-2. Two, two. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, you scry one. That spell was all colors. Create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. You may pay five to tap it and add Wooberg. Okay. I think everything we just said about Jared applies to Jensen. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. The The one thing that I'll say is that the... Um... The first ability, like whenever you pay a, play a multicolored spell, scry one. Uh, there's some decks that that's that that's pretty good in, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that ability. Yeah, it's neat. Honestly, if you're in a five color deck, like this isn't a bad card to have in there because yes, you're going to have some Wooberg cards, mm-hmm. so it helps you on those things, and it's just a straight five for five. So even if you're just shy like one color of something else, like it makes all the colors. Um, and you get the scry off of probably what 90% of your spells, 
yeah. you know, in a five color deck. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this card's not bad. It it's looking for the right place. I think that a lot of these cards are very much falling into the category, and I think modern design kind of has this with it because uh, even like uh, Cadric, same thing. Like I think you're solving, you're you're trying to like find problems that you're then going to solve like mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. problem didn't exist. Like, so yep. who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's a little weird, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a thing. I don't know. I mean, if I, if you really got, uh, I don't know if you really got an urge to bust out your chromantic cores, your maelstrom archangels, etc. you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like you know. this is the deck. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah. Five color tribal for whatever that means. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Like the closest yeah. to five color tribal I ever saw that actually worked was remember old, like old school Joda, because like yeah, Joda yeah. would like let you cast things or, like that. That was neat, right? But that wasn't really five color tribal. That was like I'm going to cast powerful spells for five mana as long as I have all right. colors. So yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, next one. So it looks like we're going more with Mardu cares about legendary stuff, like. Uh, and we've got Shannon Sleeper's Scourge, which is one and Mardu. So one, a red, a white, and a black for a 2-4 human knight. Uh, it has menace. And other legendary creatures you control have menace. And whenever you play a legendary land or cast a legendary spell, you draw a card and lose one life. Kind of neat. Right. Like, I very much so like the effects here. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, so I, I cast a legendary creature spell and I draw a card. Like, okay. I mean, that's like that that is the kind of payoff I'm looking for. Uh-huh, Got it. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um, and it has some static abilities to it too. I think the the example that you were giving of the like knights deck, yeah. I mean, if there's enough legendary creatures in that deck, I think that this is a solid add to it. Like this is a a pretty good card. Um Seems like a 99 kind of thing, but yeah. Yeah, it seems like a 99 thing to me too. But like just thinking about all the, like if you're doing the Knight's Equipment deck, right? There's a lot of really good legendary equipment. That Absolutely. Like, yeah. now, you, now you can do that. It's easy to call. I didn't even think about time. that. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, yeah, I think this would be a, a pretty dope role player in that deck, but I don't, yeah. I don't really see it at the top of its own deck. Like what are you going to no. do? Like a, like a Sisse version, but in Mardu kind of something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's interesting. I think that there, like I said, if if there's a lot of knights that are legendary, then I think that I could see this. Uh, but it's still like it's. I mean, very very niche. Mm, yeah, I hear you. Um, All right, last one. Speaking speaking of also kind of niche, <laughs> Varric Warped Sengir. That's kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah, he's one in Orzhov, so one a white and a black. Legendary creature vampire two two. He's got flying death touch and lifelink. I kind of already like him already. I was gonna say it's vampire <laughs> nighthawk and Orzov, right? I was gonna say I'm like eh, except two two instead of two three. Yeah, I'm like eh, I kind of like this already. Yeah. Uh, whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, if life was paid to activate it, you may pay that much life again. If you do copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. I dig this. I, I kind of like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's enough Orzov things that make that want you to pay life, and there's just enough like black things that want you to pay life, right? Yeah. Um, that I think is whenever you pay, uh, 
if life was paid it's an ability though okay so that's interesting yeah uh, like you'd, we'd have to do a deep dive into all the things that it, that it would apply to but i think that there's enough going on there and it's a vampire nighthawk on top of that so like to me you play this in the vampire deck because it's like just like one of your best basic creatures mm, yeah i like yeah man hmm I'm trying to look for things like that that aren't... Oh, that, that you have to pay life? Ooh, War Room's not bad, right? You can draw, like, a, another card. You pay a little extra life. Yeah. Um, oh, what about Greed and Erebos? Don't you pay life? And, you, like, you also have to pay mana, but this says you, you copy the effect anyway. Yeah, it's not a mana ability. Oh, um, Bolas is Citadel. You pay you pay life equal to convert mana cost rather than paying a mana cost. That's not a mana ability, right? Does that mean you copy the yeah, spell? I don't think so. No. Oh, that's not cool. I don't like no. that. Well, whatever. No, I think I think it's more for like greed and stuff like that. You like you pay this and you pay two life. Okay, so you pay two life for the ability, and then you get to copy that. So you draw an extra card. I think this this will be an interesting one to see what applies to it. Um, but this has decent chances of being very good in a lot of different situations. Hey man, you can regenerate mischievous poltergeist twice. Yes. Just, just think about that. How about this? Um, actual thing I would use this for, right? Yeah. Go for it. All right. Strands of night. You're paying yeah. two black, yeah. two life. Sacrifice the swamp. Sacrifice the swamp. So right. you don't have to do that part again. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. That, that was my question, right? You only have to sacrifice one swamp and then you return two things from your graveyard to, pe to play. Right. Whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability. So, like, a mana ability would be like if you, like a pain land, right? So, like, you pay one life and, and activate a pain land. Like, you're not allowed to copy that effect. Okay. But, but you could... something like Strands of Night that you also have other costs, mm -hmm. then you're paying life as one of those costs. And so I believe that you can copy that ability. Okay. You can cheat that a little bit. Like one of my favorite little rares out of the first uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm set is Forsworn Paladin. You can right. pay life to create treasure tokens. Okay. There. Okay. So, yeah. you know, this uh, so pay life, create two treasure tokens. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? Listen, man, I'm not, I'm not saying all the way yet, but we might have a stew going. Yeah. I like Varric. I, I think that this is actually an interesting design. Yeah. It seems, it seems neat. I think at the very least, like, it seems like you could do a thing, right? right. I don't know. Maybe this is finally the deck I get to play Tivish Gloom Summoner in. Cause that's a dude where like, if you pay life, you get to create black demons. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's just like well designed in that, like it's a little bit open because like you're in Orzov. So there's, there's playing with life, like whether it's life gain or you're just paying life. And so like mm -hmm. you're kind of making your own economy of, of gaining and, and losing and, you know, right. instead of paying things in mana, like I think, I think this is good. Okay. Hey, if you uh, add this to an Abzan deck, you could use, use it for Sylvan library. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, why not? You pay life for that. Yeah, but that's not how that works. Sylvan Library, you draw the three cards. Yeah. And, and then, then for each one that you keep. 
Oh yeah, you pay life for pathetic. Right. Okay, so, like, so you, actually, you, the you, thing I said really doesn't. No, it no. doesn't really happen. <laughs> no. so. Okay, maybe don't. Maybe don't do the thing. Maybe don't listen we'll do to that, Mark. Yeah. We want to do that, but okay. All right. Well, whatever. All right, ladies and gents. Um, that is it for community this week. Again, we had to kind of like subdivide the subdivide things. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have thoughts about these new cards, you know, let us know. These are the, yeah. the newest of the new. In strategy, we'll talk about, you know, the Legends Reborn. Right. Um, you know, just, pretty much the rest of them, yeah. Yeah. Sounds cooler. So, I would rather be I would rather be a Legend Reborn than a new multicolored commander. Right? If I had a yeah. choice of title. It's kind of like, I don't know, my sister worked for GE for years, and for a while, her, her title was Black Belt. Like some one that Six Sigma thing. Oh yeah, Six Sigma black belt. Yeah. I'm like that's pretty cool. I'm like I, yeah. You don't know martial arts, but whatever. You're still a black belt. <laughs> I like it, you could just make that right. Like what if I just want oh, yeah. a, a black belt in teaching English? Like yeah, I'll fucking put a comma anywhere. So, ladies and gents, we are clearly done with technology or community rather. So stick with us through Dumb or Sichel, uh, and we will come back in strategy with the Legends Reborn. Sir. Tell me about this crazy heretical Final Fantasy 2 you put on this list. Yeah, That's so uh, so this is a taking Mark's uh, advice uh, but applying it poorly. Mm. So uh, you know, when you brought up the the Pixel remasters, I was like, yeah, it's a it's a good idea. Like maybe I'll do that. And I was like I was looking at ways to like cast my uh, my laptop to my big screen TV. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I like, I can, I can throw this up on my TV and I'm good and use my Xbox controller. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and do this. And so I was trying to think which of the pixel remasters I should get. Okay. You picked incorrectly, but sure. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so the, the original thought process was, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just start from the beginning. Right. Okay. I mean, I listen. I love the first Final Fantasy. I, I do it. too. But I, I just wasn't feeling another replay. Like I think I did one like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, I'm not ready for for replaying Final Fantasy one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like a time space bit that you 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 gotta let breathe a little bit before you do that again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So it was it was really between two and three, and because I'd never beaten either one. Okay. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, two is kind of like the next one in line. So like, let's get that one. So I bought final fantasy two pixel remaster uh-huh. and, uh, I am playing through it mm-hmm. and, uh, I will say that the pixel remaster at least is a lot better from the perspective of like the leveling doesn't seem as tedious as it has on the original, like the original, I would be in like 200 fights. And at 10 HP the whole time, and it would still like never, like <laughs> increase my in my hip. Well, that's because like, you, you gotta you gotta hit each other, man. Yeah, but I, I I've done that. Like, it oh just, really? It like, just didn't... Oh, oh god, yeah. Like I I can't stand that leveling system. This one, whether they say it, it works the same or not, they're they're lying. Like this one, almost every fight I'm leveling something up. There we go. 
the the weapon leveling is a little meh like i can't really tell like it's not ticking up by like a percent or anything like that so i'm Uh not sure about that uh but otherwise yeah uh the leveling is working better so i'm enjoying it like it's not bad i'm pretty early on in it you know like i've only played it one day but Mm -hmm. um yeah it it feels like a final fantasy game like i definitely went in the wrong direction you know one time <laughs> yeah, and, you uh, did got yeah. destroyed you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's uh it's pretty good i mean i like two i've beaten two on the the game boy advance when they okay. did those a long time ago um i, t- I remember taking this the secret advice about two is like level up toad because the toad spell is fucking like crazy overpowered in that game okay okay it makes no fu- it makes no sense but like you just keep casting toad forever when you get up to like 255 toad or whatever the hell it is you know right y- you then i don't know, get to uber toad i don't know oh really <laughs> whatever yeah like it's it's pretty op in that game uh okay. at least i remember from no, the fu- noted yeah th- again that's what i like about final fantasy they all have their own weird quirks right and i don't remember like i like the saga games which is what final fantasy 2 is closest to so yeah. that's that that works for me um right. I, I you know your mileage may vary greatly on the rest i mean it's clearly the the least of the original final fantasies um but i mean i don't think it's a bad game so i what i do not like is the price tag attached to the pixel remasters but that's that's not well, so this was actually one of the cheaper ones too so this was 12 dollars as opposed to the 18 dollars. oh well what the hell final, well, God damn, final fantasy 2 yeah there were, square enix Jesus. there were two or three of them that are 12 dollars and the rest are 18 square enix it's uh, i mean look they know their audience like i like, know they're gonna pay 18 dollars for final fantasy 2 because if it was the same price as final fantasy 3 i probably would have bought, bought that <laughs> well yeah and like if it's the same price as like Final Fantasy VI, yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm right, like, right. Listen, I a little bit of premium increase, I'm fine with, right? But like, let's not go full Watsy set boosters on this, and then you know, go bananas. This isn't the double masters of Final Fantasy games, but apparently, I mean, actually, isn't it? Like, I, how many yeah, times have you bought half of these games? Like, how how many versions of Final Fantasy One do you have? I retract the statement. I think I have like four different versions. Yeah, of Final exactly. Fantasy so, that, that. yeah, I, and one of them's the fucking foil. So, like. <laughs> I legit thought to myself, I'm like, well, if I finally get a Steam Deck one of these days, maybe I'll just buy them all again on PC. Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, I've, I've, I've done it. I've fallen. I'm ill. Right, you, I need you help. Become a parody of I yourself. need to call. I don't know what line I need to call for this. Like, but I need to call a line for this. Like this, the Square Enix Final Fantasy Remaster yeah. helpline. Like, please, I own five different versions of Final Fantasy Six, and I've never beaten any of them. Please help me. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gents. So that and that may be the truth of Final Fantasy two for me because I I own at least <laughs> two versions of it that I've never beaten. So I own. Oh Christ! I think. Oh no! I own at least three versions because I had the PSP version. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is bad. This is yeah. bad. This is what I'm saying. So like, yeah. Capitalism. Oh yeah. You you have reared your ugly head again. God damn you. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I didn't buy the the full set of them. Because I feel like at how slow I, how slowly I play them, I'm like, you know what? Decent chance that they come out with a new version by the time <laughs> I get through these. <laughs> yeah. You know, the PlayStation 6 version is probably around the corner, I'm sure. Whatever. Yeah, so... Yeah. 
Oh God! All right. Well, this is like just depressing. The VR version this, of it when it comes. I, I started off like in a happy place in this segment and ended in a very bad, depressing place. Yeah. So I mean, on the positive, like, eh, I'm playing a Final Fantasy game. I'm enjoying it. Like that's you know. There we go. Yeah. Wait, do don't think about the larger implications. Just oh God, enjoy no. the moment. Don't, don't think about the American economy. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good place. All right. Yeah. Mm, strategy. In strategy this week, ladies and gents. Holy Hannah, we got us some... A surprise uh, to no one. We, <laughs> we have cards to talk about. <laughs> we got us so many cards. So many. The Legends Reborn. Oh my god. Alright. Adam, there's there's a lot of these. Um, there are a lot of them. Now, we have talked about a few of them before. At, at so least gonna, three. Yep. Yeah, so we're, so we're going to skip over those and just refer to the fact that we've, we've already talked to them. But or talk to them, talked about them, and uh, and we'll just go over the ones that we that we haven't talked about. I don't think that we're probably going to talk about the original versions of these reborn things, just because. Let's be honest, a lot of them, like Lady Orca and things like that, are just not good cards. Like they're, they're like a lot of them cards. are vanilla, and yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, listen. As much as it hurts me that the new Ayesha Tanaka does not have banding, like the old Ayesha Tanaka, like I guess, yeah. I guess that's probably fine. So I don't know. I mean, if it did have banding, I feel like there would be a larger revolt. Listen, man, you can bring it back. Bring it back. We've said this before. Just bring back banding and make it mean anything because it's never it's make never it on the card. Anything, anything you want, yeah. it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. But anyway, uh, Ayesha Tanaka Armorer. Three colorless, a white and a blue. Human artificer, two four. Interestingly, she is got uh, the OG one is a human artificer too because she has, does something something counters activated ability from an artifact. So, which I never remember, but anyway. Uh, whenever Ayesha Tanaka armor attacks, look at the top four cards of your library. You may put a number of artifact cards of mana value less than or equal to Ayesha's power from among them onto the battlefield. Tapped, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Ayesha can't be blocked as long as defending player controls three or more artifacts. Um, and someone who had like the Azorius artif or, or Azorius equipment deck, like I, I mean, it's neat. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go over the moon about it. So Ayesha can't be blocked if the defending player controls three or more artifacts. That's a weird statement. That is a weird statement. And so this kind of draws you some card. Yeah, to me, this card is garbage. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't say garbage. I would say, like, very, very niche. You might get a cup, one artifact card that costs two. Right. Or one or zero. Like, right. oh, God, this is real bad. I, I just think this is heavily niche. Um, and I don't think it's great. And I think if you get one card, you are super lucky. So yes. you might be able to cheat the cost of one equipment. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, I like that it's I like that it's her power. So like presumably you could do and so you gotta attack with a two four oh my god, man. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a lot. Yeah, you got a lot here. You got a lot going on. So yep. 
again, I didn't say it was great, but I'm like, eh, it's yeah. not like I don't see any use for it. It's just a very, very hyper specific one. I mean, I don't like I'm not saying I don't see any use for it. I mean, I'm I'm sure that like you can demonstrate the blue line inside of a card with this card. You can like I'm, demonstrate I'm, the fold test. See? You can like see this is this is the snark I know and love. <laughs> this is this is good. Um, would you rather talk about your general Marholt Els Dragon? Then I mean, we'll see. I, I actually haven't read it previous to this, so let's see. Okay, yeah, we're getting a fresh hot take. Yeah, uh, General Marholt Els Dragon uh, has a pretty cool name. He does. That that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, uh, two a red and a, a green for an elf warrior four four. All right, so like weird colors for elves but sure uh, whenever a creature you control becomes blocked it gets plus three plus three until end of turn for each creature blocking it it gives your team rampage three yes this card is actually better than the other one <laughs> i love that they didn't call it rampage i know but they're like <laughs> yo just you know what it was like you oh old, yeah old this people. should just be like that 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 there you go there's a premium card i would pay for if they straight up said your creature creatures you control have rampage three as like a special edition of this card, mm. I would buy that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is actually better than rampage because rampage had to have more than one creature before we got the buff. Right? Oh, that's right. It so is. Yeah. It, it is like super rampage. For like they, each creature blocking it, not each creature past the first. Yeah. Oh, this is better than, than rampage. Look yeah, that's that. a good point. They, they improved it. You know? I actually think this is a really good card. I mean, I, I've talked about like Atarka before and like, so it's double strike. And if you give it trample, but like, Hey, you know, giving it, you know, if people want to try to block it, then, you know, <laughs> go ahead and try and block a double striker that gets bigger when you block it. Like, yeah, no I like problem. it becomes like pseudo evasion or like another excuse for me to try my hand at the lure deck. Um, yeah, which is not a not a good way to win a game, but okay. I mean, even it even really works with tokens. Like you know, swinging with like a whole bunch of one ones might yeah. just be like they might just leave them unblocked. If your other option is they become four fours. Oh yeah, actually that's not bad. Okay, uh, right? Yeah, I could I could see like a, a general general Marholt in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah this is. A, I mean, it's a ninety nine card through and through. Like it's, oh, a, it's not the head. It's not the head of a deck, but I think it's a really solid card. I mean, it's it's neat. It's also a neat design space for an uncommon, right? I mean, I don't yes. know. I don't know what that means in commander sets, but whatever. It is a neat design space for that, so I kind of like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I love this card actually. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I feel bad taking taking your OG here, but I, I no go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Hazazen, Shaper of Sand. Is just Naya, so a red, a green, and a white. It's a human warrior, three, three. He's got desert walk. <laughs> I love yep. like let's not yep. bring back. Just keep going. It just it, gets worse. It's, it's worse. <laughs> you may play desert lands from your graveyard. Oh, great! Mm. I kind of like that. Uh, whenever a desert enters the battlefield under your control, create two one one red, green, and white sand warrior creature tokens. Wow. How many deserts are six. in? Magic? Pretty sure six, maybe maybe uh, nine across the three colors. Type yeah. desert. There are twenty in those three colors. Oh no, not no. What are you? What are you crazy? So yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you could play Cradle of the Accursed. Um, yeah. Dunes of the Dead. Yeah. Grasping so we're talking about dunes. like ten. There's like ten cards here, and it has Desert Walk, which means that maybe if you give one to one of the other players, then it'll be relevant. 
you know what's weird? I mean, they have a whole ton of weird colorless and and colored deserts where like you have to sack the desert. Yeah. You know, like scavenger grounds is obviously the best one of this, right? Like, right. But like, there are other things like even just redoing scavenger grounds. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Right. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck I would do with the rest of, of the deserts here, but yeah, you could create a, a three, four elemental until end of turn. Um, uh, huh. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really got nothing on. I, I would, I wouldn't even play this in my Hazazan deck. Like this, it's just not good. Um, I guess you're really not gonna get enough mileage out of cycling the lands. No, to really make this a thing. No. Yeah, and that's really the problem. Like the the problem is that oh, if they, if they made this something more generic, like basic lands or something like that for the recycling of the land, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. He he makes sand warriors, man. He can't be a basic land. It's gotta no, be I deserts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be deserts. Uh, I don't know when, like, the critical mass of deserts will happen that that makes Hazaza, like, I don't know, we need some... Like, I'm desert sure 10 walk? years from now, they'll be like, oh, Hazaza is the best thing ever. Like, they came out with basic <laughs> land desert. Yeah. I don't. I. I mean, who knows in what terrible nightmare future that exists? But I like this is a I, this is a bad card, but I like it. How about that? I think it's a bad card. I, I mean, like. I like. I can agree with all of your statement now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, tell me about. Uh, we're gonna skip over Jasmine Boreal because we talked yeah, about already. Talked about uh, tell me about yeah. some Jedit Ojanan. Okay, now Jedit Ojanan. Now this is this is a callback right here. Yeah, it is, buddy. <laughs> um is one a white and a blue for a 3-3 cat mercenary. I mean, honestly, like we're already starting off real strong. Mercenaries. Yeah. Neat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good callback. Uh whenever a Jedi Ojanan mercenary or another legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay green. If you do, create a 2-2 green cat warrior creature token with forest walk. Okay, this kind of. I'm not gonna say that this is like uber strong, but okay. So you've got Bant, so you've got access to a decent number, right? You got all all three, so you got access to a decent number of legendary creatures. So you can go kind of all in legendary, um, and creating two twos with forest walk. Like, there's a lot of ways to to make things forests. Um, I actually kind of like this. It's not it's not amazing, but it's it's pretty good. I have an awful lot of uh, old school love, not for OG Jedi Ojanin, but Jedi Ojanin of Ephavra, which was the the six mana five five that yes. made Green Cat Warriors. With Gr- yeah. So I like there's a blending of the two. Yeah, I, I like it. Also, this is just better. Right. Um, how about this? It, th- this automatically makes it Bant, right? Like the color yeah. ID is Bant. Yeah. Yeah. So you could play because I don't know that we've ever had a a card. Well, now I guess because it's a bad um, cat commander too, because there's yeah. a lot of like white legendary cats, mm, yeah, right? There point. was the the deck that was uh, green and white with cats. That so there's lots of legendaries there as yes. well. Mm-hmm. True. So I mean, true. I think that like triggering the legendary thing isn't going to be particularly hard. Getting a whole bunch of other cat tokens isn't going to be hard. So like this, you know, like. Bant is good colors for tokens in general. Like I think there's a solid deck in here that's a little more flavor than power driven. Yeah. I mean, listen, my prediction that Yavamaya Cradle of Growth will make something OP has finally come true, right? 
because now each land is a forest. It's true. So now all true. your dudes are unblockable. That's actually a really mediocre point, but it, it, it is. <laughs> Listen, man, you come to me for your mediocre plays, right? You're like, Mark. No, 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 no. It, it, that is a good point, though. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, them all having forest walk with the Yevamaya, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there, there's some good stuff going on here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not amazing. It's there, yeah. You know. I sense a jank deck in this card's future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. Uh, Ohabi Calaria. Mm. So, man, they finally did it, Adam. Archer Tribal. Yeah. Arch- Archer hey, Tribal. Look. look. I, I was actually <laughs> very happy when I saw this. I, how can you not be, right? Yeah. Oh, Archer Tribal. Oh, my god. This is on the heels of Marrow saying that they weren't going to do, like, Tribal, even though this set has, like, a whole bunch of Lords and this thing. The fucking most Tribal of Tribals? Right. Yeah. yeah. Listen, man, I'm just saying, people, get your great bow doyens right now. The only archer lord. Just saying. Um, all right. A hobby Calaria. Legendary creature, elf archer. She's one colorless, white and a green. Sorry, green and a white. She's a one three. She's got reach. Untap all archers you control during each other player's untap step. It's actually kind of neat. I, I, I like that. It is um, kind of neat. The problem is there's like 90 archers and only like 30 of them have tap abilities. Sure. Um, but the good ones have tap abilities, right? So anyway. I mean, the, like, I don't know. You said good and we're talking about archers. And I'm uh, listen, listen. It, it gives another ability, right? So what if I told you that whenever an archer you control deals damage to a creature, you may pay two colorless. And if you do, you draw a card. Okay, I mean that's better, huh? Huh? Yeah, it deals damage to a creature, so yeah, yeah. You know, huh? Because there's a lot of like mediocre does one damage to things. There, there is. Um, yeah. I actually, I think I have played non-ironically like Jagged Scar Archers because that's just a tap deal damage equal to its power to target creature with flying. Right. But that's just number of elves you have, right? But I mean, she's an elf, so. Yeah. You could play OG Lady Calaria in this if you want to. If you want to yep. pay seven yep. for a for a three six, it so. does three damage to something. Listen, man, yeah, you can just you can just do it. Wait, actually, I mean, like I like Matsu Tribe Sniper that was in my Snake deck, but like, yeah, that's one of those weird like Snake Warriors that like does damage to a thing. It taps and doesn't untap. Like right. that's actually pretty useful. That's like I mean that's like a decent card in this deck. Because then you can use it like as many times as you want, you know, or at least once a turn. Right. Once I just think, a turn. I, I think this is like very similar to the Hazazan conversation of like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, <laughs> but it's not actually good. Yeah, no, it's not. Like you're trying, like you're trying like so hard, man. You're just oh like, yeah, very hard. Like so hard. You're like, look, I can do one damage to each creature with flying with my scattershot archer each turn. You're like, yep. Meanwhile, someone else is winning the game. So, yep. yeah, exactly. That's, uh, I mean, look, man, archers, it, it ain't going to happen, but it, no, it's, it's all right. We keep trying. So. Yeah. <sighs> Next one, Adam. Next one is Orca Siege Demon. Ooh. So, this is a five, a black, and a red for a five, five demon. It has trample. And whenever another creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Orca Siege Demon. When Orca dies, it deals damage equal to the pa- 
equal to its power, divided as you choose among any number of targets. It's kind of neat. Stuff dies in Rakdos all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, this goes, like, kind of hand-in-hand hand with your, uh... Oh, God, why can't I remember what it is? Like, Deathbringer or something? Thoktar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, goes, like that goes it, in this it, deck. Yeah, yeah, it's in that realm of, of things. Is this like great? No, I mean, it costs seven is the real problem. Yeah, it really does. I yeah, mean, it's seven for a big boy trampler. That it is does a thing when it dies, and that's it. It is. I mean, I suppose you know, there's got to be a build where you're just like spamming out armies and killing them all and putting tons of counters you give like 100 counters on this dude and then i guess maybe in that chainer deck that we've talked about a little bit Ooh, yeah that's a yeah, good one because you can kind of cheat this back in you know because it does have a die trigger also you've got other things that are probably going to be dying left and right yeah, yeah so okay maybe right. yeah that's a i'm a solid maybe on this yeah i'm a solid maybe the only thing i'm not 100 uh, percent on is the name like an orca i don't think of yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they had their hands tied there, right? Like, yeah, you, that's that's what the original one was called. So I get it. Listen, if if I don't get if I don't get my drills with that, I at least get me a Ramsey's Assassin Lord. You do, Ramsey's Assassin Lord. Two Carlos, blue and a black human assassin. Four four. He's got death touch. Other assassins you control get plus one plus one. Whenever a player loses the game, if they were attacked this turn by an assassin you controlled, you win the game. Adam, I want to make this happen. I yeah, I mean, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but I want to make this happen. How many assassins are we talking about here? We've got there's a there's a fair few assassins in the game. Well, let's see. Like, okay, there there are actually seventy three cards. Yeah, there's a fair few assassins in this game. Oh, magic. Um, some of them are pretty decent. Uh, some of them are okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we got uh, we got lots of stuff here. We got lots of stuff going on. Um, not many of them are gonna uh, actually d kill something, um, or like or like an actual Whenever creature. They, or... Whenever a player loses the game, if they were attacked this turn by an assassin, you control. Mm. It has to be you control. That's the problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that I think there's some instant speed spells that like change the creature type of things. So like, if somebody else kills them. <laughs> Being able oh, to change the creature type of their thing be kind of cool. Um, well, my only issue is that like assassins are really good at killing creatures, but they're they're not so hot at killing actual players. Right? right. So like that's the hard part. Like you have to sneak this guy in, and most assassins have like one power, so that one's real tough. Um, yeah. You know the the best you're gonna do with this, I think, is Virtus the Veiled. That's when yeah. that dude who, like, uh, the player loses half their life rounded up when he does damage to him. Mm. i like, there we go. So we've got we've got some stuff going on with that, but, like, that's it, man. Like, I'm just going to say that there's another assassin on this list I'm much more interested in talking about at the very end. Um, yeah. But I, I do love, I love the dedication. I love the fact they have this on here. It, it becomes, like, Mortal Kombat, like a win condition that I kind of need to fulfill. Yeah, um, I wish this had the untap ability that uh, Ohabi Kalaria has. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, I still unapologetically run Royal Assassin. In a oh, yeah. It's, I, a good I, card. I, it's a good card. It's a good card. It's good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. Like <sighs> Ramsey's. All right. Good stuff. 
next one. Hmm. It, we're, we're going up against one of the most busted cards in original legends here. Yep. Uh, Rasputin, the Oniromancer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is one, a white, and a blue for a human wizard 4-1. When Rasputin enters the battlefield, put a dream counter on it for each opponent you have. All right, so let's assume a four-person pod. You get three dream counters. Mm-hmm. Each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one red goblin creature token. Okay. Uh, you can tap it, remove one or more dream counters, and add that many wingdings. Mm-hmm. Or you can tap it and remove a dream counter to create a 2-2 two, two knight with protection from red. This is not such a good card. This is pretty bad. This is not such a good card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I... Yeah. This is... Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. It's not such a good card. Like, listen, even... Even taken... Taken on its face, right? You're going to play Rasputin in a blinky deck, right? So you're probably going to blinky the blink the blink guy, right? Right, and they get a whole bunch of goblins. Yeah, so you, you're giving your, your, your dudos goblins, and then I guess you're going to have to... I don't know. I don't see the the real super benefit of it. Like you're making two twos with protection yeah. from red, and I'm like, all right, so you can you can blink this guy, and then you can add some stuff, and then you blink him, and you add some stuff, and you blink him, and you add some stuff. But it's, yeah, it's, no, just proxy the original one. Just do that. So yeah, no, it's not a good. This is not a good card. As much as I like the term Oniromancer. Like, that's just fucking dope. That's like so. What is metal. it intended to be? You're not... you're a dream master, right? Ah, that's what Onero means. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's just dope. Yeah. Yes. Like that's cool, but this card is not. Like, no. Again, we're getting back to like the black belt six sigma. Like your title doesn't match your actual job. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, next one, Roga. I just want to put extraneous H's in my name. Right? Oh yeah. Like what if I just put an H after Mark? Like Mark. Oh, after Mark? Yeah. Not like M A H H R K. I guess then it would look a little weird because my last name's got a uh H in it too. So now I, oh, I, I just put I just put two H's in there and just like extraneous H's. I feel like that's the most recognizable part of being a a kobold. But anyway, yeah. Roga. Carekeep overlord, three carless, black. And a red. It's Cobalt Warrior 4 4. Other Cobalts you control get plus 2 plus 2. Yeah, PPs. okay. Yeah. Whenever you cast a Cobalt spell, you may pay 2 colorless. If you do, create a 4 4 red dragon creature token with flying. Whenever okay. you cast a dragon spell, create a 0 1 red Cobalt creature token named Cobalt of Care Keep. Adam, I have a D&D question for you. What's that? I don't understand the. I don't, I don't understand the relationship between Cobalts and dragons. But they go together somehow. So what are they like mini dragons? I think they're kind of like dragon kin, like like kind of like uh like if goblins, I think they are to dragons what goblins are to humans, like little annoying versions. Huh. Okay. Okay. Like that, that's how I take them. Do so kobolds have somehow of the like draconic bloodline? I think yeah. Do they have wings? Uh, I don't believe in general. I think some might. I'm very confused, but I, 
I think I like kobolds. I think I like them. I like them yeah. more than bugbears. How about that? If we're going to go with like weird I mean, offshoot, like backbench D&D creatures, I definitely like them more than bugbears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like them here. I don't, I, I guess I like this card. I don't really know. So I'll be interested to see. So did they reprint in that set the zero casting cost goblins or were those on the reserve list? Well, let's see. Um, because most, I think most of the OG like Legends Kobolds that are zero are are just common, so they're not on the reserve list. That's like, what I thought. Yeah. So like, if they actually reprinted those, first of all, that's awesome. Uh, and then second of all, yeah, I mean, I kind of like this then because then you get a two three every time you for zero. Mm-hmm. and you can pay two and get a 4-4 four, four along with it. So two mana, you get a 2-3 and a 4-4 four, four flyer. Like, yeah, great. Yeah, like the most, aside from Rogar himself, uh, the most expensive kobold is three. So, and that's... Uh, three. Oh, he, casting cost, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's from like game night this year. So, right. um, yeah, I don't even know if he counts. Like, there are only 14 kobolds in Magic, not counting like, care key oh yeah there's not a lot of them but it also and and that's the other good thing is you know like whenever you cast a dragon with this guy you also get a two three kobold also true all right one of the cards that i don't think we talked about from adventures in the forgotten realms was minion of the mighty this is a one Uh mana kobold right but he's got pack tactics so whenever he attacks if you attack with creatures with total power six or greater you may put a dragon creature card from your hand onto the battlefield all right attacking so if you mix this, so like you're kind of going like Rakdos Dragon Tribal with a little mix of kobolds in there, yeah. And you're yeah. getting your your kobolds are getting a little bigger, right? You probably you probably at least need to put in um like that weird little shape shifting tree that makes everything, you know, a different creature type. So like the dragons right. could be kobolds too, that sort of thing. Um, I think I think you could have a stew going. I think you could. Yeah, it's like they're giving some love to them. It's not great. Let's be real. Oh, no, 100% it's not great. But like, listen, man, if if you've got, I don't know, like 20 bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you want to buy just a whole set of the OG Legends Kobolds. Oh, I take it back. Kobold Overlord is part of the reserve list. That one will set you back like 88 bucks. Oh, um, right. so maybe maybe don't do that one. But the rest of them, I don't think are. Um, also, yeah. like that one just gives all your kobolds first strike. So I feel like if you're gonna miss one, like that's the one to miss. Right. Um. But anyway, like seems neat. Seems okay. I mean, like I like it's giving it's giving tools to a tribe that desperately needs them, but also is just going to be a bad tribe regardless. If I had a gun to your head, Adam, and I said you must either build Archer Tribal or Cobalt Tribal, which would you build? Oh, Cobalt. Yeah, that, that's the right answer. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. <sighs> next one. Yeah, next one is. Who do we have here? Shannon. Oh wait, no, we talked about Shannon already. Savitri. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Savitri. Yeah, that that was exactly the, exactly what went through my head. I was like, wait, we talked about that. <laughs> All right. So Savitri Dragon Master is a planeswalker. Two and a two a blue and a black for a four four planeswalker. Uh, it can be your commander. It has a plus one of until 
your next turn, creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless their controller pays two life for each of those creatures. Okay, so like a, like a propaganda-ish effect. Yeah. Uh, negative three, search your library for a dragon card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle in these two colors. Interesting. Uh, and then minus seven, destroy all non-dragon creatures. Okay. So just in the interest of being complete and professional, yeah. as we always are, yeah. uh, there are 57 different dragons, possible dragons in these color combinations, which is more than I thought. That is way more than Th I thought. That is more. Now, like... That's not even thinking like, all right, you got your Kakushos, you got your Junjis, you got your Kaigas, you got the like, you know, the big blue, blue black dragons that we kind of think of. Like, you know, Shimmer Dragon's a dope ass card. You got Skitherix. You got right, both right. versions of Silumgar. You've got, I don't know, that crazy expensive one that just got printed. Um, you got some okay. stuff. All right. You know, like, uh, it's, it's a little, it's a little weird. Um, I don't know that I'm. Hmm. I don't know what I'm really going for it. Um, but like they're not bad cards. They're kind of right. like meh cards, or like at best, like situational cards, right? Like I like Brainstealer Dragon. That thing's pretty dope. But like, do I care that I just search it up and put it in my hand with Savitri? I mean, I think you're asking the wrong question. Okay. All right. So, like, I think you're asking, like, the question of, are there good enough cards to play in this deck? Which mm. I think I, I will I will turn the, the question to you slightly. Okay. And say, are there good enough Leviathans and Octopi and things to play in a deck? Well, I mean, you can't even make that comparison. Uh, I mean, people's love of dragons... <laughs> people's love of <laughs> big dumb blue creatures i i feel like we can make a comparison i'm just saying there's nary a tentacle to be found on any of these fucking uh i take it back brain sealer dragon he's he's all tentacled up <laughs> aside from him nary a tentacle to be found i'm just him. saying that i i feel like i feel like this is this is a similar conversation <sighs> man yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think people who want to play dragons and they're tired of the two dragon decks that are out there, you know, yeah. they want to play some different colored dragons. Yeah, okay. This is the deck for them. I think it ends there. I don't think it's much better than that. It's just that's what it is. Yeah, and I think that deck just gets better every time a, a D&D set comes out, right? Right, so. exactly. Well, we got that We got that uh, dragon artificer that you can cast dragon spells and artifact spells as though they had flash. So that's not yeah. okay. You know, we got some some other little bits here and there. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Give yeah, me there's that. pieces, and you know, but there's pieces. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. Um. Yeah. Okay. Listen, if you play Tech in this deck, T E -K, um, he automatically gets flying and plus two plus O because you control both an island and a swamp. There you go. Uh, I don't know what else you want for five mana. Uh, yeah. He's a 2 2. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. I think maybe we beat this one to death enough. I don't need to, I don't need to shit on Savitri. It's neat. Yeah. It, it has the, the since we're, we're always going to get new dragons, I think it definitely has the, the ability to get better. How about that? Yeah. So, uh, next one. 
Stang. Echo Warrior. Two colorless, red and a green. It's a three, four human warrior. Whenever Stang Echo Warrior attacks, create Stang Twin. <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't know why I like that so much. Stang yeah. Twin. A legendary three, four red and green human warrior creature token it enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. For each Oren equipment attached to Stang, create a token of it that's a copy attached to Stang Twin. Sacrifice all tokens created this way at the beginning of the next end step. All righty. All right. You know, take a walk with me for a minute, right? Okay. All right. Okay. So you, you're making, you're making the, the big boy deck. Like you got auras and equipments attached. To yeah. Him. Yeah. He's four mana. He comes down pretty quick. You know, you've got some hasty effects, right? So this dude, when you cast him on turn four is probably stands a good chance of attacking on that, on that turn. So then for four mana, you get two, three, fours with all the cool, crazy stuff that you attach to him. On turn four, that's likely to be like one thing. But I don't know. I don't I don't hate this card. I think this card is kind of neat. Uh yeah, same. Like I I actually think that this is when when I read this one, I was like, you know what? That is probably the best way they could have dealt with Stang and making it like still kind of samey but like really upgrading it to a because yeah a playable card right right you could even never trigger that and never use your commander and like okay so you're in two color equipment right sure two color just like you know buff a dude okay great whatever that's fine like Ah. you can make you can make that deck work and sometimes you'll get the ultimate play of doing the stang and the stang twin and the this and the like yeah great i i think this is absolutely fine yeah i think it's neat you know who knows uh what's that what's that eldrazi aura like overwhelming something or other you know what i'm talking eldrazi about eldrazi conscription yeah eldrazi conscription right well, maybe one day you get to live the dream right right of exactly. eldrazi. assuming that's not a legendary spell but whatever um yeah. It's, okay. He seems but Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's you know, yes. This allows you to build a viable deck but also like maybe live a dream once. Yeah. I would go more auras and equipment because most of the equipment that I would want to double is legendary. So Yeah, yeah. And I fair. don't know too many legendary auras, so I think I would probably go aura over equipment in this guy. But like, I don't know, man, like gruel auras, gruel enchantress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not bad. You know, it's not you, bad. We you could, could do a we thing. Do something there. Yeah. I mean, think about it, man. Like your enchantress is out. Another little ore comes out. You draw a card. You know. I'm. I'm yeah. just saying, you might have a stew going with this guy. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Next one. All right. Next one is Tetsuo. Yeah. Tetsuo Imperial Champion is uh not accompanied by Kaneda. Sorry. Yeah, they're falling down on, on the Akira references every know, so, every time with this. Every time, yeah. It's very sad. Uh, it costs uh, blue, a black, and a red for a human samurai. It's a 3-3. Three, three, and when it attacks, if it's equipped, you get to choose one of the following. Hmm. First one is Tetsuo deals damage equal to the highest mana value among equipment attached to it to any target. And the other is you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand with mana value 
less than or equal to the highest mana value of equipment attached to Tetsuo without paying its mana cost. Whew. Uh, it's a little bit of word soup, but mm -hmm. basically you want big equipment attached to it. So this is another equipment deck. I like it in Grixis. It seems like an interesting thing to do. And um, I, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of like high costed equipment out there. Yeah, there's... I think, like, Grixis Equipment, that's a neat that's a neat little take on it. Yeah, right? yeah, Because then you get all the blue artifact shenanigans, and uh, you also get the black and the red. There's plenty of really awesome red equipment. Um, also, like, yeah, super, super high-costed stuff. Um, what's the name of that... What's the name of that card from... Oh, what was the fantasy set? God, this is, like, the worst radio. Uh uh, Eldrain. Yeah, so Eldrain, it was the red, the flash equipment that automatically comes in. It had a high casting cost, but its flash cost wasn't. Oh, bad. yeah, yeah, you could cast it for like two. I don't remember what it's called, yeah, but, but I, know like, what I know what you're talking about. And that, uh, oh, Ember Cleave, right? Yes, Ember Cleave. It, thank yeah. you. My brain was not going to get that. It's a very good card. Probably expensive these days because it's so good. Probably. Yeah, but like that would be really good in Tetsuo. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see this. All right. I, c I could see this guy, right? You get this, you get some... Uh, we were speaking about that, that cat equipment deck before, like a lot of the pieces in there, like Hammer of Nizan and shit. Um, right. Like that could go in here, you know. Even if you're just doing like four damage or you're casting like instant or sorceries for like four or less, right? That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. yeah Hammer of Nizan is another good... Yeah. 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 I, I kind of like... I'm, I might play around with this guy. I mean, I like me some equipments, I, you know... Yeah, I might play around with this one. Yeah, this could be fun. And I mean, it does say damage to any target. So like you swing with this and it's already got like stuff strapped to it. So it's probably not going to die. And then you get to deal, you know, like let's say four or five damage to a player just by attacking. Okay. Yeah, what is... Uh, I think it's Blood Soaked Axe. Blood Soaked Cleaver. Yeah, Blood no. Battle Axe. Yeah, whatever the one that like you keep making more of and attaching to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I, I think I might want to play around with this one. This one, but this neat. does want you to play high casting cost things because all of these effects are based on the casting cost of the things, not the number of equipment. Um, hmm. so Bloodstone Battle Axe works better with Stang. Yeah, damn. right, because then the Good copies there. of Bloodstone Battle Axe. Mm. That get made when stang when the stang twin attacks or yeah, connect. No, you're right. You're Those right. Stay around. Yeah. I guess I was thinking in my head. It doesn't say this anywhere. Like the word total is nowhere on this card, but I thought it was like the total mana value. But you're right. It is not. It is just total equipment. Oh yeah. No, it's the highest one. <sighs> yeah. All right. Fine. Not as good. Not as good. Yeah. Not as good. I like where your head was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that just makes it a better card. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yes. We're just trying that to... Is, that is just a yeah. different card. Yeah, we're just theory crafting better cards at this point. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, next one, the Ever-Changing Dane. Yeah, half Dane. Yeah, man. Listen, if you wanted to do, like, Hamlet Tribal... Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, sorry, I was I was required to do that by my English teaching. No, no, I, I hear you. Ah, get you. Um, a blue, a... Sorry, a white, a blue, and a black. It's a shapeshifter, 3-3. Three, three. Uh, you may pay one colorless. Thank God it's not a wingding. Uh, and sacrifice another creature. The ever-changing Dane becomes a copy of the sacrificed creature, except it has this ability. Hmm. Yeah. So, off the top of my head, 
the copies of the creatures I would want to sacrifice are usually sacrifice abilities. So like I'm copying it and I have to sacrifice the Dane to do it. That's just my first take. It's probably Doesn't this give you take. another way to use necrotic ooze? Ooh. Right? Because you can cast necrotic ooze. You have a necrotic ooze and then you can sack it to this and then it's in the yard and then that interacts with other things as well. Yeah. I mean, necrotic ooze is just better, but like this could be a necrotic ooze. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then I guess this becomes like a self mill deck, like a self mill aristocrats build. I mean, here's my problem is like, I want to build this because I want to build like the, the clones deck, but I'm going to put the original half Dane in it too. Oh yeah. I mean, you kind of have to have OG half Dane's pretty neat. I I like that. I new half Dane. Interesting. How about this? This is the, this is that category we talk about where like, I want to see someone else build it. Maybe someone else will do something cool with this. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope for someone doing something cool with the next card, but maybe I'm just being bitter. So. Yeah, so the next card is the Lady of Otaria. Uh, Lady of Otaria is three, a red, and a green for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature avatar. You may tap three untapped dwarves you control rather than pay this spell's mana cost. All right, we, yeah. we got to camp out there for a second. So, like, Dwarf Tribal clearly isn't there, but... It's not. But, you know, you get to skip five mana yeah. by tapping three dwarves. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it doesn't pay for the commander tax, right? Um, I mean, it's rather than pay it. So, like, isn't it just an alternate cost? So... I think it's not an alternate cost. It's it's an addition. Like the commander tax is an additional cost. So if it all does get calculated, then that means that you could just constantly do this for a three. Like I, I'm not sure about that. If that works, everybody tell me in the chat. But that's yeah. kind of cool if you can constantly avoid the commander tax. That would be um, that would be like a here's your consolation prize for playing dwarf tribal. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so next ability is <clears throat> at the beginning of each end step. If a land you controlled was put into the graveyard from the battlefield this turn, reveal the top four cards of your library. You may put any number of dwarf cards from among them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So if mm. a land you control was put into the graveyard from... The, okay, I mean, that's easy enough to do. Like, there's lots Yeah, of you're just sacking stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I wish it was just land card into the graveyard from anywhere. Because then you can you can kind of put this together with the oh god, I can't remember with like the land's edge and there's another card that I can't remember what it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that, which would be an interesting way to to treat this. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I think the problem is, I mean, it's just like the desert thing, right? Like it's just we're just not there. Yeah, it's funny. I did put Magda Brazen Outlaw recently in a deck, and I really like it, but only okay. because only because she interacts with treasures. Right. It has it has absolutely nothing to do with her being a dwarf. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot more dwarves now than there used to be. There are, but so, not like a ton more dwarves. No, no. There, I mean, there are forty nine dwarves that can fit in this color category. One of them is green, so there are forty eight red dwarves. I mean, that that's, put in here. that's not bad. I mean, and yes, a lot of them are bad. I, maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe this is. 
it's just the wrong colors. It need, it, it needed to have white in it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you add up white, you get a couple more that are that are useful. There really aren't that many good dwarves, though. That continues well, to be I mean, the problem. Yeah, that's that's right. really it. Like we have some, we have dwarves in red, but they're not mostly good. Right. So you know. I don't know. Um, also, why is this an avatar and not a dwarf? That just bothers me. Oh, that is interesting. Like that's just yeah. like. Of all the things, like, come on, man! You showed love to so many other things. You you can't make this a, you can't just make this a dwarf. It's not like we're not hurting for dwarves anyway, but yeah, whatever. So, uh, next one, I got. I want dwarf tribal to be a thing. Like, I really do. I just, it's, I'm constantly disappointed. But yeah, Tobias, doomed conqueror, two colorless and Azorius. So he's four mana overall. He's a three-two. Human soldier. He's got flash. When Tobias Doom Conqueror dies for each non-token creature you control that died this turn, create a two-two black zombie creature token. I don't really know what to do with this card. He's an uncommon. He he does a thing. So. Yeah, I mean, like, isn't there like a like almost a flash lord out there somewhere? Like maybe in that. That's it. I mean, yeah, that was what I um. I think it was. Something Capation. Um, it was yeah. not, not Gerard, but like his buddy that made all all historic cards um, have flash and stuff. Right. I, I guess, but I I could think of it. I could see this in like Verena because you know she's zombie tribal and she's in these colors. But oh god, that's a it's yeah. not good. Like there's so that's many a other stretch. Better yeah. Like there's there's no reason to play a non-zombie in a zombie tribal, right? There's just not. Right. It's not so not good. Anyway. Well, I mean, there there are reasons, but only if that reason's like, I don't know, a giant or like Gisa Ghoul Caller. So right, right. Next one, tell me about tell me about the Selesnia card. Yeah, next one is a uh, Torsten, founder of Benalia. It's a seven seven human soldier for five, a green and a white. So seven seven for seven. This is interesting so far. Yeah. Uh, when Torsten enters the battlefield. Reveal the top seven cards from your library. Put any number of creature and or land cards from among them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. When Torsten dies, create seven one one white soldier creature tokens. Do you think I could fit the number seven in there anymore? Um, it's going to be tough. Is it listed seven times? We got mana cost. Oh, yeah. Three, one, four, two. five... Three, four, five. Six. I got five. I got six if you count both sevens in the power and toughness. Oh, maybe I missed a seven in the description. But anyway. Anyway. Not so, quite. So this is a this is a weird one to me. Like if you can cheat this in, right? Because it's got an ETB and a dies. Yeah. So if there's something that cheats this in that it's like, you know, you drop it from your hand and it dies, you know, kind of thing. Um, then it's actually pretty decent value. Sure. I was thinking like you make a token of this thing and the token dies or something like that. But yeah, but that's still holds. right. Same, same. Yeah. 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 Um, overall, I mean like it's good. It's kind of powerful, but like it's really boring. Yeah. It's boring. It's super overcosted. It's like, eh. right. I don't know. Maybe somebody would do something cool with it, but I feel like the value to resource, isn't quite there. 
right? Yeah. Because not only would you have to pay seven to get him out of the command zone if he was your commander, or or even wherever. I guess you could cheat him in otherwise. But God, man, it's like then you're investing resources to blink him, and it's like, is that worth? If it came, if it went to battlefield, that'd be one thing. But they're all just going to your hand, right? And then they're not even going in the graveyard; they're going to the bottom of your library. So, yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say thumbs down on Torson. Torson, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Sorry, Torson. And now we come to the last one, which I am a big fan of, only because she's got a daunty hat. So, uh, you missed one. Did we already talk yeah, about we, tour with Tukey? Yeah, we were talking about tour. Okay, never mind. Then yeah. it is the last one. Yeah. So Zira, the Golden Sting, one colorless, a black, a red, and a green. Maybe this is the Jun Commander I always looked for. I don't know. Legendary creature, insect assassin. It's got flying and haste. It's a three-three. Whenever Zira, the Golden Sting, attacks, put an egg counter on another target creature without an egg counter on it. When that creature dies, if it had an egg counter on it, draw a card and create a 1-1 one, one black insect creature token with flying. It's a real weird card. It's a real weird card. I kind of like. He's weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike, but it's not good. Yeah, it, 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 ain't, it ain't real good, but, you know. It's... I mean, I'll take the fact that it draws you cards. You know, that's fine. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It, it it does a thing. I mean, I guess you play. Okay, so you're in Jund, so you, you like sacrificing your own stuff is not a not a big deal. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't so, say you can't put it on your own stuff. No, no. So just like so, the turn this comes into play, you attack with it. It's got you know it's got evasion, so you can probably get away with it not dying. You put an egg counter on your Sakura Tribe Elder. You sack it. You get a land. You draw a card, and you get a one-one. One-one with flying. A one-one with flying. Which honestly, you can then put another egg counter on the next turn, yeah, and then sack that to something else. Okay, this, doing like, it. This isn't amazing. It's not. But, but it's, not it's there. It's yeah. like yeah, it's it's maybe playable. I think my favorite part of this card is really the hat, though. The hat and the dress. That's yeah. not. It's not a good way to evaluate cards, but it's not. You know, it's a thing. <sighs> Any way to like double those? I mean, double like attack triggers or something, I suppose. Yeah, or yeah. like when you put a counter on one of your creatures, you put the same counter on every other creature or something. Like, there's got to be something out there. Yeah, we got we got some proliferate shenanigans, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I guess I don't know if it's all worth it. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on that one, but. Yeah, maybe that's, not. That's okay. That's all right. Ladies and gents, if you are excited about these Legend Reborns, re- Legends Reborn, yeah, you, you can't be Reborns. That would be weird. No, that would be weird. That would be weird. Um, Let us know, ladies and gents. If you just like resurrecting old cards, but with different text, like m- maybe you want a Stang Twin. I'm, I'm good with that. Maybe you want to be the ever-changing Dane, or rather maybe yeah. he wants to be you because, you know, he's a shapeshifter. Whatever. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum on this one. Tell me what you think. And with that, we're gonna mosey on through Dominar Sish. We'll come back in technology with the cycles and Dominaria United, because we. I think we just wrapped up Dominaria Commander. Yeah, I think we did. Look at that. We we put a little bow on it. Look at you, Dominaria Commander, Commander, Commander. Congratulations. We're we're done with you now. Go away. Yeah. Technology. Go go into the annals of things that we have 
read about and not paid attention to since. Until we get Dominaria United Returns, Commander, Commander, we don't have to talk to you about you anymore. Next year. Sir, uh, one more interstitial. Though, well, actually, second to last interstitial, penultimate yeah. interstitial. What do we got? Um, do you want to talk about She Hulk or House of the Dragon? Uh, well, I have seen She Hulk, I've not seen House of the Dragon. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how that answers that question, but I'm gonna go with House of the Dragon then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, House of the Dragon came out. I actually liked House of the Dragon episode one more than Rings of Power episode one. Oh, interesting okay so for what that's worth like it reminded me of like some old school game of thrones when they knew right. how to write characters with good motivations and that sort of thing um I, I don't think it was amazing amazing um but it was good and i wanted to watch another one so i'll put it that well way. i mean i think that that's what like i think people built game of thrones up after multiple seasons to be amazing amazing like the first episode was good and i wanted to see more but it wasn't like you know, or already a mind-blowing series. Game of Thrones was amazing until it fell apart. Yeah. And it did, it did build steam, and then it lost steam. Right. So, yeah. Right. Um, but House of the Dragon looked pretty neat. So I think there's three episodes up now. I've only seen the first one. Okay. But, like, I like all the actors. I think one of the actors is a former Doctor Who, if I'm getting it right. Um, yes. And so he That's plays nice. he plays neatly against type. On that, um, so that's, right, that's, he's you know he's nice and sinister, so I kind of like that. Um, I think he was the bad guy in Morbius too. Oh well, that'll explain why I didn't see that. So yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't actually watch that movie, did you? No, no, I did not. It's one of these days. I'm just, I, I'm just telling you that <laughs> that, that was sure. a thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't know how much would you have to get paid to watch Morbius? Because I don't think I'm doing that for free. Eh, I don't know. They just, eh. I, I, I might watch it for free if it's you know if it's on Disney Plus and I got nothing else you know. I don't know, man. Watch, I think that but... that movie probably falls into like the sphere category for me, whereas like it was free when I watched that movie and I felt like I wanted my money back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I might you know be upset about it afterwards, but I might watch it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. But Too... yeah, I I am I'm waiting on the House of Dragon until the end of season one at least oh because you you just want to see if it tanks yeah i want to see what people actually think like i just don't feel like investing myself for some number of episodes and being like nah this is bad but isn't that what we literally do with every new marvel show that comes out yeah but i think i'm like invested almost like sociologically at this point in in marvel (laughs) like you don't have a choice with marvel it's just a part of your brain says like must watch disney plus now yeah like i never watched i never read all of game of thrones like i'm not that invested in that oh like how about this game of thrones watching house of the dragon made me like yank out my copy of uh the first game of thrones to go look at like the annals of the kings yeah you know so i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's a qualified recommendation or not but like i liked house of the dragon house of the dragon episode one was probably like the best show i watched this week how about that 
So yeah, that's, that's I was actually so talking to somebody who uh, he said he was like, oh yeah, I've only watched Game of Thrones up to how far the the books got. I'm just I'm waiting on on it, and I was like, you're wait, so like you're never gonna finish watching it. Like you get that right? Yeah, no, like, yeah. Like you're collecting like, Social Security. Um, you know. Br- Brandon Sanderson is going to finish that, you know, after George R. R. Martin dies, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, listen, man, commitment from him, right? Yeah, yeah. I can respect that. I wouldn't emulate it, but I can respect that. Right. I think that's that's where it is, yeah. Nice. Mm, Technology. In technology this week, ladies and gents. Hey, Adam. Yo. If there's one thing that we like in Commander Cast, in the, all the annals of Commander Cast, I think it's cycle. Cycles? I think we like cycles. Ironically, I'm not a huge fan of bikes. I mean, they're mm. fine. They're okay. But like, as a moans, mean, they're a good means of exercise, not of transportation. I'll put it that way. Um, I mean, I think in this country is the is the caveat there. Yeah, well, I live in America, so yeah, I don't know. Well, right, I'm just saying, in other countries, they're a very good mode of transportation. Listen, man, look, I, the amount of people who rode a unicycle to class every day at the University of Oregon was much more than non-zero. And I, a unicycle? Yes. Are you surprised? It's Eugene, Oregon. I mean, I have never spent time in Oregon. I've heard okay. tale, but yeah. Yeah. Just think. Sometimes, sometimes the stereotype hits close to home, um, and I would not say that that is either a good means of exercise or anything else. Maybe training your balance. So, look, cycles neat, but I don't know. Motorcycles maybe a different thing, but like cycle cycles of cards, we like them. So. No, I don't do motorcycles. Yeah, whatever. You know, season to taste here, people. Yeah. Right? Whatever. If you had a motor transportation with five tires. It's probably you're doing it wrong, but this is what we're going to go with, and this is where the analogy dies. So, yeah. Uh, first one, what are we calling this? Like the rare kickers? Yeah, they're the rare, like, off-color kickers, I guess? Rare off-color kickers. Okay. Yeah. It's like a like an off-Broadway Rockettes show, right? <laughs> yeah, we got that. All right. Um, we kind of talk about Archangel of Wrath again, but I'll read it one more time. So, yeah. Archangel of Wrath, two colorless and two white. It's an angel. Shocker. So three, four, it's got flying and lifelink. It's got kicker of black or kicker of red. It's got an and or too. So all of these are and or. You can yeah. kick them with one, kick them with both. Uh, when Ar- Archangel of Wrath enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, it deals two damage to any target. If it was kicked twice, it deals two damage to any target. Oh, well. It's basically just two damage for each kick. Yeah, that's not super exciting. I don't know, Mardu it's- Angels. Eh. Yeah, fine. Fine. Yeah. Next one. Next one is Vidalion Mind Singer. It's one blue blue for a 2-2 Murfolk Wizard. It has kicker one and a red and or one and a green. Uh, Vidalion Mind Singer enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it for each time it was kicked. When Vidalion Mind Singer enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature with power less than Vidalion Mind Singer's power for as long as you control Vidalian Mind Singer. It made me say that far too many times. Yes. Uh, but so it's a 2 2 that you can gain control of a creature, or you can pay for three, or for five or seven, you get a 4 4, a 6 6, and you gain control of a bigger creature. 
Okay. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Teamer Merfolk? Teamer yeah. Wiz- Teamer something. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this card. Also, it just occurred to me right now that that, that big blue thing is not a hat. It's not part of his head. It's the Merfolk. That's the Merfolk, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, it's that's the Merfolk. On top of like a shark beast. Yeah. I thought the shark beast was the mind singer. And I'm like, oh, because his mouth is open. He's like singing. Uh, and I just didn't, yeah, my yeah. eyes didn't get to the top of the seashell. And I'm like, oh, oh, we're doing a Flintstones thing. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Next one Stronghold Arena. I like the callback. That was, yep. that was pretty neat. Uh, it's one in the black. It's an enchantment with kicker of green and or of white. When Stronghold Arena enters the battlefield. You gain three life for each time it was kicked. Okay. Uh, whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you may reveal the top card of your library, put it into your hand. If you do, you lose life equal to its mana value. Ooh. I like I like that. I mean, I don't like the one or more part, but I yeah. definitely like the reveal of the top card, put it into your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the kick is just how much life you gain off of it? Yep, the kick is just how much life you gain. I, so you just pay two and you get everything else. Okay. I would 100% of the time pay one and a black for this enchantment. Yeah. I mean, it's a little limiting in what decks it goes in because of the, Cause the of different kicker colors. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it's great either because it is having to deal combat damage, right? Yes. Yep. And it's only, um, you're only ever going to get one card off it. So... But there's enough, like, yeah, there's there's enough trample and, you know, menace and things like that that you can get something through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's not, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. Yeah, like, I think I think it would be neat. Like, I like I, I like the casting cost. I like the ability. Like, all those things. So, yeah. yeah. Now, actually, I think we can skip over the next one. Just go straight to Urborg. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah we talked about Temporal Firestorm. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's a burn spell. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erberg Lurgoif. I hate saying it. <laughs> Does it? It sounds like something. I don't know. Erborg Lurgoif. Like I feel <laughs> like I feel like my tongue is is doing gymnastics in my mouth trying to get that out. Yeah, like halfway through, you're like, wait. Okay, or, yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's one in a green for a Lurgoif with uh, power and toughness that is star and star plus one. Hmm. Uh, it has kicker of blue and or black. Uh, as Urborg Lurgoif enters the battlefield, mill three cards for each time it was kicked. So you can mill up to six cards. Okay. Uh, Urborg Lurgoif's power is equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. Okay. All right. So it's kind of a big boy that mills a little bit like meh, it's a medium role player in a self mill deck i mean adam i have the i, I have the saltai lurgoif deck oh i mean it goes in there like I, but, but i don't that, think he's good enough though I, honestly, it's fine. he's okay it's, but i don't think he's even really good enough to go in that deck like i, I disagree I, and i i say that because of this mm. um it does say lurgoif on it 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 does say Lurgoif, and that's that's what that's what makes all the difference. Okay, can I can I tell you another Goif that I think would be better? What's that? Can I present for your edification the Terravore, who is a Lurgoif with Trample for three, 
whose power and toughness are equal to the number of land cards in all graveyards. Which yeah. I would say is objectively better than the Urborg Lurgoif, who has no evasion. I mean, I think that because you're playing a Lurgoif deck, you just play both. I mean, listen, I understand that the number of Goifs at your command is is gonna be it's gonna be limited, right? I I get that. But even if you add in Altar of the Goif to give this particular Lurgoif the trample keyword. I do not sure. think yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not think that this is good. I do not think this is a good card. But that is just me. Just because I have the Saltai Urborg or Lurg Fuck, I just can't I don't want to say that name anymore. <laughs> the something something yeah. goifs, I don't think he's good enough. Yeah, alright. Fair enough. Let's go talk about a better cycle. What that? Alright. Next one. Um <sighs> Defiler of Faith. So all the defiler ones, right? I don't think we have to read that hunk of no, text. No, the first time, part right? I think you can probably shortcut. So if you want yeah. to read Defiler of Faith and then the first part, you know. Yeah. Um, all these guys are kind of like, I mean, the way I think of them in my mind, it works slightly differently, but I think of them all as like a Kyrick for every color. So um, three colorless and two white. It's a Phyrexian human with vigilance. It's a 5-5. Five, five. As an additional cost to cast white permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost white less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of white mana you pay. So again, that's why I think of this as like Kyrick, right? Because that's essentially what it, it turns the the colored mana pips in your card into Phyrexian mana pips. So, but for multiple or for one, that reads as one to me. So like if you have something that's like white, white, you can only do that for one of them. No. As an additional cost to cast a white permanent spell, you may pay two life. Those, so you may pay two life, not you may pay in increments of two life. You may pay two life total. No. Those spells cost white less to cast if you paid life this way. You have paid two life, it costs white less to cast. No, this is significantly worse. It is, well, it is worse. It's not bad but it is worse it's not bad this is significantly not as good as what i thought it was so, i mean am i am i wrong like no i don't think you're wrong i think this is i'm just so disappointed like i'm looking at it right now and i'm disappointed I'm like oh man yeah <sighs> there's another line on here which is only pertinent to me in soldiers decks whenever you cast a white permanent spell create a one one white soldier creature token yeah i might put this in a soldier deck um I am so disappointed now, but that, that's okay. I don't know. What do you think of Defiler of Faith? Uh, Defiler of Faith is good overall. I mean, I like I like the fact that every time I cast a white permanent spell, I'm getting a dude. Like that's good, and it's a five five for five with vigilance. Like this is solid all around, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fine. Good card. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is Defiler of Dreams. So it also costs five. It's three blue blue. For a Phyrexian Sphinx, it has flying instead of vigilance. Uh, it has the same defiler ability, but for blue. And it says whenever you cast a blue permanent spell, draw a card. And it's a 4-3. Uh, this card is bananas. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good card. I like casting me some blue permanents. I like drawing me some cards. 
I mean, I feel like this is that commercial where, you know, the one guy walks down the street with peanut butter. The other guy walks down the street with chocolate. Yep. You got your peanut butter, my chocolate, my chocolate, and your peanut butter. Yep. Yeah. Defiler of dreams, man. Good, yeah. Good card. I want to put this in decks. I, same. Yeah. Uh, next one, Defiler Flesh. Two colorless and two black. It's a Phyrexian horror. I also think that's like overkill. Like if you're a Phyrexian, are you not a horror? Yeah, by definition, but whatever. Uh, it's got menace. It's a four four. Whenever you cast a black permanent spell, uh, target creature you control gets plus one plus one and gains menace until end of turn. It does the very limited Kirik thing too, but for black mana. Yeah, uh, I like this significantly less. Uh, even though it does give it a little bit of evasion, um, I wish that it was like. I don't know, a counter? Can I get a counter? I mean, I know that's what green does, right? So maybe that's why we can't get the counter, but... Yeah, maybe a menace counter? Ooh, something. Yeah, like... Right? Can, people can I... people seem to be all on board with those until we want to use them in different sets. You know? What the hell, man? Just what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. Next one. Next one is Defiler of Instinct. It is a 4-4 Phyrexian Kavu. There you go. Two red red. It has first strike. It has the Defiler ability, but for red... And whenever you cast a red permanent spell, Defiler of Instinct deals one damage to any target. That's not bad. It's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's four yeah. mana, makes stuff cost less in red. Yeah. I tend to think this is probably a little bit better in red because you're YOLOing anyway in mono red and you've yeah. got a lot of black uh, red pips. So this can incrementally make it a little bit better. So. Sure. Yeah, it reminds me of that orc that like you can pay three life and like get a red or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's okay. Uh, last one, Defiler Vigor, three colorless and two green. Phyrexian Worm, going in that Baru Worm tribal. They're instantly one of the best worms in Magic. Yep, that's brass damning with faint praise, isn't it? Anyway, uh, six I mean... six with trample. Uh, he's got the Defiler ability. Pay green, pay two life instead of a green pip. Uh, when you cast a green permanent spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. <laughs> Holy. This, I mean, that's a powerful effect. Damn, man. I, I mean, that just made. It's a 6-6 six, six with trample, and it buffs your team for five. That's, that's like, pretty good. It's real good. That's real good. Like, you almost just put this in elf ball yeah. and then pay... 10 life and cast five elves. Like, damn. And they all get giant. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, man. Good card, good. Uh, I think, so So if we're ranking here. Oh, yeah. Does a bear shit in the woods? Of course we're ranking here. I think we're going, the top two is tough. The The top top two two is tough, but I mean, I'm... I'm an inveterate Timmy. I know which one I'm going to pick first. Yeah, I mean, well, I honestly just think it might be a better card now because drawing cards is always better. No, no, come on, man. This is if like you don't have a team, then you're putting plus one counts on on nothing. Like you're going to have a team. You're going to have green permanents that cost one green. You're yeah, but if you team. don't have that, then you still have you still can draw cards. Like so, I I go defiler of Dr- so I go blue, green. White, red, black. Oh, I. You know, this is the weird time. Normally, we disagree a little on the bottom. This time, we disagree on the top. Yeah. The bottom is definitely the the defiler flesh, right? The the black yeah. one is definitely on the bottom on this one. Um, 
I would take Defiler Vigor, man. I mean, there's so many yeah. one CMC creatures, one You're green. You're not wrong. Like, they're, they're, you pop they're, out of this. There's a lot of play there, yeah. I mean, that is just crazy. That's like anything ball. Like, whatever. Like, elves, etc. I mean, elves are the best one for this, but, like, holy crap, there's a whole ton. Um, right. Like, damn. You you pair this with, like, Leaf Crown Visionary, which we're going to talk about in the next, um, the you know, the next round. Like, yeah. You got a, you got yourself a fucking stew going on that one. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah. Defiler of Dreams is is obviously a close second because of all the cool stuff. The only difference is it's blue permanence. You're playing a yeah. lot more instants and sorceries than you are blue permanence, unless you're me and you're playing octopi and krakens and all that kind of shit. So right, like, do I love me a Defiler of Dreams? Yeah, but I just think Defiler of Vigor is objectively more useful than than the other one. I mean, it's a four-three flyer for five. It's still, it's still got good stuff. Like I still, you know, they're like fighting for the top slot. So, but they're still both good. Uh, and then I would go to Fire of Faith because you know, whatever. And then to Fire of Instinct, to Fire of Flesh. So right. So mine would be green, blue, white, red, black. Green, blue, white, red, black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're so we're just off on the top. Got it. Yeah, it's just, it's just unusual that we're fighting for the top slot. Normally, there's a clear yeah. winner, and this one there's not a clear winner. It's just like what flavor of incredible value do you want? Yeah, so, yeah, I get it. Uh, next and last cycle we're gonna do because there's a lot of other like uncommon cycles and and there's a lot of fucking cycles in this deck. Yeah, or, or in the set uh, that we don't really have to go over, so you can take them out. I don't think they're particularly interesting or particularly relevant for our format. Um, no, I think most of them not. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this one is is pretty interesting. So uh, first one up is Valiant Veteran, which is one and a white for a two two core soldier. Other soldiers you control get plus one plus one, and you can pay three white white exile Valiant Veteran from your graveyard and put a plus one plus one counter on each soldier you control. Yeah, he's fine. The soldier Lord. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's not great. Yeah, I agree. Next one. Vidalian hex catcher. One colorless and a blue merfolk wizard with flash and a one, one other merfolk you control get plus one plus one sacrifice a merfolk counter target non-creature spell. Once it's controlled pays one. Love it. Yeah, this card is very good. <laughs> Love it. So good. Yeah, real good card. <laughs> like instantly fighting for the top slot. Like like this card. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you name something Hexcatcher and I'm like, ooh, that's already a real good card. But this is just like objectively better. And it's only, yeah, there's, it's only there's, too blue. It's got a lot going for it. It's, 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 it's real good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, next one is Shadow Rite Priest. It's one and a black for a 2-2 human cleric. Other clerics you control get plus one, plus one. And it has three black, black tap and sacrifice another cleric. Search your library for a black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Oh, Shadowborn Apostles. Oh. I was going to say, like, that, that is, uh, oh. yeah, it's a, some interesting hot tech there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, it's amazing in Shadowborn Apostles. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's really worth playing in other ones, but like, that's a powerful ability, man. Yeah. You know, you can't sack it to itself. Right, but there are like a non-zero amount of cool clerics that have happened in mono black. Recently. Yeah, I think I think it kind of rhymes with uh, what's going on with the kobolds. Like they're they're really trying to make this kind of like cleric plus demons deck. You know, like like you've got all these big things that you don't really want to cast. So here's some things that that help you along. 
you know, yeah. with your clerics that you're dealing with early game. I like being evil cleric. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've been playing way too much Pathfinder Wrath of Righteous again. Um, but I love being evil cleric. Like, yep. there's something about it, man. I don't know. It's a cool, like... There was this movie, it's still on my to-watch list, about a priest that got turned into a vampire. It's a Korean movie. Um, okay. And, you know, he's like dealing with all the fallout of that and i'm like oh man i don't really like vampire movies that much but i need to watch that movie you know something about that i don't know man uh next one runevelt horde master sure one colorless and a red i'm sure yeah (laughs) i don't know where we get the runevelt i thought this was a dwarf when i first read it doesn't seem like a dwarf name i don't know Uh, yeah I'm thinking about it too much. It's one in a red. It's a goblin warrior. Other goblins you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever Runevelt Horde Master or another goblin you control dies, exile the top card of your library. If it's a goblin creature card, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. It's good in goblin decks. The good, good goblin's good. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Good good goblin good. So, um, And the last one, also fighting for the top slot. Yeah, uh, Leaf Crowned Visionary is a uh, green green for a 1-1. One, one. Other elves you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever you cast an elf spell, you may pay green. If you do, draw a card. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Timmy Boner, get fucking down. No. <sighs> this is a good yeah. card, man. It is oh. a good card. For two green. Oh, all right so so i mean three of these are so i think the the secret part we have to talk about it's not so secret is like two of these are relevant tribes or three oh, of these, three are, these relevant are relevant tribes. Tribes. Three, three of these are relevant tribes we've got elves goblins and merfolk and i think by that alone it makes them better yes um i i i'm struggling with with the third spot because I don't like I don't know that a goblin deck actually needs that. All right, I, I'm just gonna I'm just coming I'm gonna come in hot with my yeah. Mind, yeah all right, right, go for it. All right, leaf crowned, Vidalion, shadow right priest, then runevelt, then valiant veteran. So that's green, blue, black, real big drop off in quality, red and white. Yeah, I mean I think. I think the red versus black, like I could maybe see I don't know, flipping man. around, but in general, I have to agree with you. I like, yeah, it's green, blue for me, green, blue, black, red, white. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I just make, if we're, if we're doing like the head to head here, the rune belt versus the shadow, right? Priest. Yeah. So shadow, right? Priest. You just sack one other cleric for five, any black creature card, put it onto the battlefield. Yeah versus yeah when something dies you exile the top card and it has to be a goblin and you have to cast it like i think hands down oh yeah, Shadow yeah, yeah. Priest i, I wins. forgot the cast part yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with hands that. down i think shadow right priest wins on that one so that like but fucking even leaf crown visionaries bananas isn't it weird that like i think legitimately there are, there are two very strong candidates for revising your uh elf ball list out of this i was not expecting that out of oh yeah yeah, yeah. Even your, uh, but even the, your the like the Vidalion Hexcatcher, like I'm sorry, like that thing. That's good. 
That just made it in every Merfolk list. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not like Merfolk lists are super stacked to begin with, right? But uh, No, but I mean, like, this is a very good Merfolk. So good, man. And, like, like super splashable. All of the, all the like, all the things. Just whenever you want them, like, a flash buff for just combat math nonsense. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is good, man. Yeah. Oh, very good. Now, this is another one where, like, the green and the blue are kind of fighting for the top slot. Like, green edges it out for me because, you know, draw a card. But, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, why, if we can make really amazing cards in green and blue, can they not do that for the other colors? Yeah. You know? Like, did did Simic need more help? Well, okay. So, I, I will give you some justification. Okay. Hit me with it. All right, so one of them says draw a card, and the other one says counter a spell. Yeah. Um, that's why you couldn't do it in the other colors. But, like, we got... Okay, so let's take something similar, right? We got a, a tutor effect in black. It's good, right? It's very. I'm not complaining at all. That's a very good card in black. For Runeville, could you not just make it if you may cast that card until end of next turn? It has right. to be a goblin creature. Like, if you just made it cast the card, you could just do it better. I would say, I don't know, man. Like, come on. You're already losing a creature, and you just and you get the impulse draw. Like, just a regular old impulse draw would have made that card better. Didn't need to be a goblin. Yeah, fair. And then the Valiant Veteran, I, just, I don't fucking know what you're doing, White. What you, get out of here. Just get out of here. No, yeah. No. Even in my soldier's deck, would not put it in there. Just not, yeah, not, that's fair. not worth it. But, ladies and gents, maybe we were too harsh. I don't know. I, I think we kind of objectively rank these cards. Um, to me, the Defiler Cycle... Actually, I can't even say Defiler Cycle. Two of the Defilers are really amazing, and I'm looking forward to playing them. Um, at least three of the New Lords are really cool. I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm not sure if I'm really down with all the other cycles, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. So... Let yeah. us know what you guys think if for some reason you were off. I think, honestly, the only real contention here is do you take the blue card over the green card or the green card over the blue card? That's that's it. And in let's just be honest. In the, the magic capitalistic world we live in now, you buy both. So Yeah, yes. Yeah. Is what it is. But let us know in the, content, in the comments. With that, we're going to mosey on through an outro, do a dumb interstitial, and get out of here for the week. So stick with us. So this is uh this is a very alliterative choice you've given me the She-Hulk versus Stews. Yeah, yeah, um, you uh well you you you've been you've been saying stew a lot today and I'm hungry and I figure we could talk about making stews. stews. I you know, I am I am not as long as we don't have to talk about Stu Leonard's then I'm good. I don't have anything against Stu Leonard's, but I feel like that's outside the category that we have put here. So Yes. Yeah, where you're talking about stews the food, not stews the people. Mm, yeah. Even though I like me a stew. I don't think I've ever met a stew I don't like. So I'm hmm. putting that out there. Uh, so what do we got for stews here? Give me give me a good stew. So yeah, that's that's the, the question. So one, do you like stew in general? And two, 
Like what? What are we? What are we qualifying as stew? And and uh, like, is beef stew the only option for you, or you you like you like other stews? Like, what are we? What are we talking about? I mean, I'm pretty sure that like you can make anything a stew. Like to yes. me, like curry and goulash are really just variations on the stew. I would I would right? agree. Well, I would definitely agree with the goulash part. I think most of the curries that I've had recently, anyway, maybe they're just a little more heavy on the liquid part, but. You know, how about this? Uh, a, a curry might be like a slightly dehydrated stew. Yeah, it definitely depends on the the curry. Just because, like, I mean, it does depend on the type. I'll, Thai I'll curries are often a lot more liquidy than, like, you know, but like a Japanese curry can be, you know, very yeah. stew like. How about this? Uh, a stroganoff? Do you think that counts as a so stew? A stroganoff, I think, is a stew. I mean, it looks like a stew to me. A gumbo? Yeah. Definitely a stew. Right. Is gumbo a stew? No, I don't think gumbo is a stew. Oh, I think a gumbo was a stew every Maybe. day of the week. Maybe. And, uh, and a it's ragu? A soup. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, listen. Let's let's keep Italian food out of it. All right. Let's just <laughs> You don't you don't think the ragu counts as a stew? No. <laughs> no. no. I'm, just, I'm just gonna yeah. say I uh, listen, I just it, the, it, it, according to Wikipedia, the article on Wikipedia is about a stew of meat and vegetables under ragu. What so. vegetables are in? What, I well, I, I don't know what you call ragu. I, listen, I'm I'm looking at a ragu thing. I don't know. I think ragu can be more than a sauce, but I think ragu. No, you do not just dip spoon in and eat that. I don't know. I think I dip spoon. Yeah, I'm looking. That's disgusting. Stop. I think we're thinking we're talking about that, different things. That's I think like saying that I would like eat a spoon of ketchup. Like it's a condiment. <laughs> I think I think you're I think the Italian ragu is a different thing. If you're talking about like I don't know maybe like a Louisiana ragu, like a like a Bayou ragu, you put a bunch I of stuff in. I don't know what that is. All right, I'm just I'm just saying, man, beef ragu. Get some get some stuff. Anyway, we're getting down to stews here. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, give me a good. I'm gonna sound like a bad person, but give me a good rabbit stew. Right. Ah, oh, pfeffer. I I like me. I, I, you know, nice tender stuff. I look, I, I love me rabbits fan. in real life, but I'm just saying, an Irish yeah. stew, man, come on, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like a pretty traditional, what I would call traditional, like beef stew. Yeah. I will never turn down a good t- beef stew. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is kind of derived from like a buff bourguignon kind of thing. Yeah. You, you, but, can, get, you can get fancy with it. Yeah. Not quite the same. Yeah. You know, like, I think a, a traditional like American beef stew is, you know, like, well, I, I mean, I think that's part of the conversation. Like what, what, what is a beef stew to you? Like what goes in that? I can okay. tell you what I put in it when I make it. Sure. So to me, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have some big stringy beef, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah. have potatoes in, a, in an OG yep. beef stew. Probably have to have carrots. I would yep. imagine. Everything else I think is up for grabs after that. Interesting. I think I think you have to I think you have to round it out a little bit more with with some other vegetables. I agree with everything that you said. I'm just talking base. Foundation is beef, Foundation, carrots yeah. and potatoes. Well, beef, carrots, potatoes, tomato paste and red wine usually, right? Uh, sure, whatever. Or beef stock, you know. Yeah, I would probably do like beef stock, a Worcestershire sauce perhaps. Yeah, some Worcestershire sauce in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also do put some veg in mine, not a ton, but I go, uh, a little bit of celery and pearl onions. Oh, okay. Onions, I think are probably, yeah, you probably need that too. I think that that is foundational 
So, yeah. Yeah, just for flavor. And then I like the pearl onions because they stay together and they don't like you have half of them melted and half of them, you know. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, and then I like some green peas in mine, personally. Ooh. I like green peas. Yeah, I can go with that. You know what I will not truck with in a stew? Hmm. Uh, Is a bay leaf. Fuck you in your thing I can't eat. In my stew. Oh, I mean, it needs to be taken out before it's. I, I just, yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to mess with that. Like, I just, no, like, don't put things that are not edible in there. You know what right. bay leaves are? Bay leaves are like the natural version of that stupid little packet that stops things from drying out. You know, <laughs> the silicon packet. Yes, it is. <laughs> bay leaves are the silicon packet of of nature. That's all they are. It's, all right. I, I I dislike. Don't like. So. What do you feel about things that? Uh, oh, also in a beef stew, I could go mushrooms sometimes. I like mush. I've had me a mushroom stew. That oh, very nice. that sounds delicious. Yeah, you know, a, a bunch of different kinds of mushrooms and whatever. Like I've had me the vegetarian stew. I will get down with a vegetarian stew. Yeah, um, totally fine with that. Well, so that's that's the question. Like, like where does it cross over, right? Because like, if I were to say to you, like, bean stew. Like I feel like you could you could get behind that idea. Okay, a bean stew. You're just making a chili. Like get over yourself. Well, I wasn't gonna say chili, but like where where does bean stew cross over into like just ham and bean soup? I feel like we've just made the 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 food version of what's a lake and what's a sea. Right. Like I'm pretty sure. I don't. I'm pretty sure they might just be the same fucking thing, but right. whatever. It's, <laughs> it's okay. You know, like is chili a stew? Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, I think so. And like, I love it. I think chili. so. Actually, chili is just a very specific stew. Huh. I will stand behind that one. I, I think that chili shouldn't even be its own category. It's just a delicious <laughs> type of stew. Similar to like stroganoff. Stroganoff is also a delicious stew that is called its own thing, but it's really I, a stew. I mean, it's really a stew. You just put on egg noodles. Right? Yeah, I mean that's just kind of a different thing. Like chili, I am okay with being its own thing, only because I love me a chili festival. Like, go like we used to have a really yeah. good one. I got shut down a couple of years ago because of COVID stuff, and it hasn't come back. But god damn, I love me going around to like getting some good old firehouse chili from you know the local boys. Like, oh, it's good, man. Which is different than a stew, right? You wouldn't have a stew festival because God knows what would come up wouldn't out of that. Would you though? I, if so, I mean, no, I'm sorry. If if in like the next town over, yeah, you heard, hey, there's a stew festival, and then like a list of things showed up that was like bean stew and chili and beef stew and chicken stew and like a seafood stew and things like. Tell me, you would not be interested in that? Okay, listen, I feel like I might be the like a bad person to judge on this one, because uh, like ever since I've heard it was a thing. I really want to go uh, and get like fried tarantula. So what? Oh. yeah. See what I mean? Like I'm just, I like eating weird shit. So like fried spider is a thing I would 100% eat. But it's not going to be good. I don't know. Gordon Ramsay ate it in Cambodia. It looked pretty good. Huh? It looked pretty good or it looked pretty good to me. I, just, I, I mean, listen, man, I, to me, it just looked like some calamari. Maybe a little crunchier. So fried crickets, like I'm I'm okay with that one too. Cricket pizza. I mean I've had like I've eaten bugs before, but like yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. And man. I'm not opposed to trying things. I'm just saying like I'm not gonna go to a bug eating festival. They used to have a bug but eating I festival. But I will go to really yeah. <laughs> but I will go to a stew festival. 
Okay. I mean, did I ever go? To, I always wanted to go to the Bug Eating Festival, and then it also got shut down, um, which I think is where I try cricket pizza. But maybe my problem is else. just the texture of it all. Like, like crickets don't taste particularly bad. They don't taste of. They don't taste like anything. Yeah, they yeah. they don't have much flavor. But the the like legs and stuff are like they're not easy to chew through. Mm, I guess. I mean, I again never had me a fried tarantula, but I definitely want to try it. Maybe it depends on the dipping sauce. Are there sauce options? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at sauce options right now. I mean, so. is this like chicken nuggies? Uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, apparently, they're they're really a delicious snack. Apparently, so okay. Because I like, I like some sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's. If you can dip the uh, tarantulas in that, maybe. Uh, I'm just saying, man. Don't turn your nose about it. So, whereas what I would go to for a food festival, I don't necessarily know that like everyone would. A stew festival, I would definitely be suspect because literally anything can go in a stew. So, however, a good lamb stew. A good rabbit stew. Mm-hmm. I have nothing as a beef stew, but I, I sometimes just like the slightly more exotic meats in my stew. I would definitely go lamb over beef. Rabbit, I'm not a huge fan of. It's not bad, but it, like it's it's not my favorite. I've had a kangaroo stew. Oh, I have not. It was fine. I could not tell you the difference. I was gonna say like it tasted like some. It tasted red like meat. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, uncle used to get every once in a while up in Maine. He would hunt himself a bear. He would get some bear stew. Bear's not uh, bad. That's yeah. like pretty gamey, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's nice and marble and fatty. Oh yeah, I've so. had venison stew and like yeah. wild oh, stew. Like venison stew is delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you know what? Like, I I will not turn my nose up at a at a good beef stew, a good slow cooker beef stew. I think I would I would say specifically like cook that to nice and tender. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Never turn my nose up at a stew. Yeah, I think that's where we land. Uh, yeah, I agree. Adam, uh, if you had the choice between a stew and a chili. Mm. I mean, again, like. Like what's in it? Subgroup of like. Yeah, I didn't, I think I might go chili over stew like nine I times actually, out of ten. actually, ooh, that is, that is difficult. That's a, a like, toppy, but. Beef stew versus chili, I think I'm actually going beef stew. Wow. I didn't realize we were going to fall on opposite sides of this. But yeah, yeah. I guess but, I picked I mean, it was like, more of a like, chili man. I think either one is the right and or wrong answer. Like they're both <laughs> delicious. I guess you have to wait till the next morning to figure out, or maybe later on that <laughs> right. night, How wait for it to was. settle. Yeah. yeah. The, what was the right answer? What was the wrong answer in that one? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, ladies and gents, I don't think we solved the stew conundrum, um, but we asked a lot of good questions. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So. Let us know, folks, if you got something. Also, if you got yourself an exotic stew I haven't tried, like drop that in the comments. Mm. So like a crocodile stew that I'm missing, like a good frog stew from the bayou, something. I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe it's a frog ragu at that point. I don't want to open up that can of worms again, though. So, Not worm stew. No. Mm. No. Outro. <laughs> Well, ladies and gents, uh, we have come to the end of another episode. Adam, I think we did the Lord's work today, sir. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We talked about food. We talked about cardboard. We talked about uh, cycles of things. We talked about TV shows. We talked about food. I we kind of hit everything. I think we really did. I mean, we even talked about Final Fantasy. So yep. we've checked all the boxes. Um, we've done yeoman's work. So that's that's all we got for today, ladies and gents. 
have to I don't know, refill the tank and come back to you. Adam, if people want to, I don't know, reach out and give you uh, a firm scolding for not putting ragus in the stew category, um, where can they hit you up? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at Squire9999. Have you ever debased yourself and had ragu? Like actual, like, brand name like ragu? from the jar? Yeah. I mean, I've eaten at friends' houses and things like that growing up. Like, <laughs> You've deigned to have the ragu? Yeah, I mean, like, I try to be, a, like, a nice guest and just eat whatever's served <laughs> to me by people. But, like, have I, like, made it? No. Yeah. Don't, don't throw that slop at me. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I can't remember the last time I had ragu either. So I don't even like spaghetti, but I know that's bad spaghetti sauce. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think my wife's favorite is rouse. Do you guys have that? That's like her favorite currently. Uh, I haven't bad. tried the sauce, but I've definitely seen that and the pasta in the store, but I haven't had it. You know. Uh, even more so than the pasta, Rouse makes a delicious series of, like, one-shot soups in a jar. Hmm. Like a good tomato basil, nice Italian wedding. Okay. Ooh, Italian wedding soup. Stew? There's a lot of stuff going on there. No, no, that's soup. No, it's brothy. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that was a step too far. My, my bad. I have, to, I have to step back. I was going crazy. <laughs> uh, ladies and gents, uh, you know where to hit us up. Um... Be sure to check out uh, the CommanderCast Facebook page. Email us, CommanderCast at gmail.com or on the Twitter's at CommanderCast. And a big thanks to everyone here at the CommanderCast Network. We will see you next week with more community strategy and technology. So until then, let's get it! <laughs>